This, this is the Cigar Authority. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. The authority on everything cigar. Respect my authority. Who got the lighter? In and out of the cigar industry with your host. David Garofalo. I'm here from downtown. I'm here from Mitch and Murray. And I'm here on a mission of mercy. Mr. Jonathan. He's confident, smart, witty, dynamic, a monster. And Chuck Morrison. This is a hard job. So I was working at McDonald's. It's time to light them up. It's time for the Cigar Authority. It's the Catalina wine mixer. It's about to get all stupid up in here. Saturday, September 14, 2013. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Nashua, New Hampshire. And this is the annual smoking calendar run today. And what's going on here is uh, we're photographing a calendar, but we're doing it with 100 motorcycles, a DeLorean, and a monster truck, along with 100 motorcycle enthusiasts. We even have a piñata set up for your entertainment. And the piñata is not... A pinata for breaking candy. open to have candy. Candy. In it. It's a motorcycle pinata. Correct. It's and a, you smash the motorcycle. It's a rice rocket because this is predominantly a Harley event. People are showing up on their chopped out hogs, and then uh, you're going to smash that motorcycle with there, a bat, I guess. It's there craziness. We go. There we go. Hey, we got Fred Smith right here. Can Fred Smith jump in? Yeah, jump Fre- in. Fred Smith is the guy that is uh, organizing this uh, fiasco, if, for lack of a better word. Here, take that. I'm going to slide over. He's going to slide over. So uh, we're at, if you're looking to come down here and be part of this event, you're listening on the radio, you want to take a ride down, it's 15 Spitbrook Road in Nashua, New Hampshire. 15 Spitbrook Road, Nashua, New Hampshire, which is the corner of Daniel Webster Highway. You come on down. This is all for charity for the Smith Fest Foundation. And the guy that's in charge of Smith Fest Foundation is Mr. Smith Fest himself. It's Fred Smith. Welcome aboard, Fred Smith. How are we doing, Dave? Good. So what exactly? Tell everybody what's going on. We're just starting the show, so people are tuning in and saying, uh, "What exactly is happening here? What's going on?" Madness. It is madness. Does that that, that describe it? We have madness going on here. We have our annual calendar run. As you know, we've uh, started a yearly thing that we want to get to the point where ten years from now we have this calendar that every motorcycle and. In New England wants to get into. Right. And I think we've done a great job of setting a precedence with yes. a beautiful calendar last year. Yep. Um, beautiful girls from the Pit Girls. Yep. In the calendar itself. It gives all the cigar details in every cigar major event that you could want to be a part of at Two Guys Smoke Shop yep. every Hang year. Hang on to your calendars. Hang right. on to your calendar. It lets you know about basketball, yep. everything, the ins and outs, the anniversary party. And, of course, things like giving away DeLoreans. Sure. Which we like to do around here. <laughs> we got some great stuff And today on. we have the monster truck. We have the... Towersaurus Rex up on the hill causing traffic problems as usual. Towersaurus Rex. So I come believe out, it's bring pronounced Towersaurus Rex. Towersaurus Rex. Yeah, I believe so I'm that getting yelled at. Looks like a look tow at truck. I mean, yeah. Jeff's <laughs> looking at me. It's like, what's the matter with that? Like kid? it's a tow truck, right? It's right. a tow truck, but it's a monster truck. That's no sleep. I apologize. Now, interesting fact about that monster truck: it burns 75 gallons of fuel to drive just one mile. That's 75 gallons per mile, not miles per gallon. 75 gallons. Per mile. So it's got a big tank in order to... I hit. would hope that it has a big tank. I don't know where you'd fit the tank. It's all engine. And then... That or it's not going far. And then when it crashes, boom that, oh. that would make a... That's ooh. next year. And we remember what happened Toa last Soros year. Tosaurus Rex, we're going to smoosh a car next year. Last year we had a little... Um, a little, little mishap. We had a little mishap last year. <laughs> we actually ran over a car last year. Oh, right. hey. The driver of Tosaurus Rex would like to run over the DeLorean, he's saying. Yeah. Really? I see this on he's pointing. It's hard to replace a DeLorean. <laughs> it though. is it's hard not... to replace a DeLorean. That could be an expensive smush. 
So uh, we got, as you said, we got the pinata. Pinata. We got a full Suzuki Cantana, 1999, in great shape, by the way. Yeah. Fire engine red. We have it hung up, and we're gonna do it for charity. You can hit it twice for five dollars. Yeah. Five times for ten bucks, and all you uh, Holly Davidson lovers can come out here and take your rip at it. There we go. We Keep have outburst. This awesome yes, the band. band out today. With an unbelievable singer, great bang out today. To, uh, and, I, and I can smell food cooking. Food is cooking. We have burgers. That's hot interesting. Dogs, you can smell chili. it because the wind is blowing the wrong direction. But your sense I'm of smell <laughs> is unbelievable. How about a cigar? Let's start off with a cigar. People like me and Dave smell food anywhere. Absolutely. While you guys are uh, cutting and lighting, well, I'm going to just do uh, do my little thing that I do at the top of the all right, go ahead. top of the hour go here. Ahead. You're listening to the Cigar Authority, the only syndicated radio show in New England, the U.S. and yes, the world. That is always broadcast on location. First off, it's not even always broadcast. And we'll get into that later. We will get into that. Uh, This week we're broadcasting from tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. Uh, We are the only radio show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist and demand that you light up along with us and 100 of our closest motorcycle hog-riding friends. There we go. You can catch us on any one of the syndicated radio stations that are currently picking us up on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network, or you can tune in at thecigarauthority.com where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. You simply find us on iTunes where you can set it and forget it. And interesting about that, we our podcast went down this past week. Everything happened. We'll get into all that right now. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting is brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand that while all other cigars were raising prices, Perdomo cut out their, their federal S-chip tax and actually lowered their prices. Perdomo, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. So I'm going to cut my cigar, as I always do, over the shoulder of the cigar, never cutting down too deep because the cigar will unravel on you. We try to do it the right way every time. And uh, this does not let me down, this, this lighter. Oh, my God. It's this awesome. is a cyclone, the Vertigo Cyclone. We're out here uh, outdoors. There's I mostly smoke cigars indoors. I'm like the oddball. I, I, I all the time smoke indoors. But when you, uh, like we did in Rocky Mountain Cigar Festival, like we're doing right now, uh, and you're outdoors, it's windy a little bit today. And um, this $10 lighter, triple jet $10 lighter, insane. Um, really? Lights every yeah. single time. Ten dollars. Look at the size of the tank on it. This is the Vertigo. This tank could fuel that monster truck for about eight miles. <laughs> True. For, for about eight quarters <laughs> of a second. <laughs> so, so again, how many? Se- oh, I see watermelon. Watermelons Ooh. are coming. I like watermelon. Mm. You ever have baked watermelon? No. That's water. Sounds wonderful. No, it'd be a glass of water, right? You oh, can't, but it sounds great. Yeah. Anything baked or fried sounds Ooh. good. <laughs> Deep fried and chocolate sauce. Right. So, uh, Outburst, the band that's playing. Yeah. You hear them in the background? They're an amazing band. Uh, new local, singer this local year. Local to Nashua. Local Nashua band. Yeah. Uh, new singer. She, um, Christy Kelly, I believe her name is. She's uh, She was on one of the TV shows like X Factor. Or I've heard the voice. The voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She uh, you know, was a semifinalist in one of those shows. She can really rip it She's up. She's a powerhouse. Yes. I've heard her sing. She can I've blow. Heard her sing. As I say, she can blow. So you, we're going to hear that. We'll hear her in the background as, as the as the uh, show is going that, on. Better hope that Mrs. Garofalo is not listening. She doesn't like talk like that, Fred Smith. We're we, talking about singing. 
We got it. We got a very stern text before the show started. We can get into that in, oh. later. And I, I apologize not, then. <laughs> not, not I don't think that way. So clearly you do. So <laughs> no, I, no, I do. I do. Garofalo, I was not thinking in those manners. We, Some other people clearly were. We Mr. have Jonathan. We have the pit girls that are here. Uh, they're for the calendar. Yeah. And um, I, I didn't pay. I wasn't really paying attention, but they are attractive young ladies. They are attractive young ladies. So I mean, which is cal- important for cal- the calendar when you're selling them to uh, male patrons of a cigar store. So it, it's a, the calendar is about cigars, it's about motorcycles, girls, events. Events and so, fun stuff. And how will somebody get that calendar? That calendar, um, this year you can go to your website, okay. twoguyscigars.com. Yeah, okay. And you can purchase the calendar right okay. there. As soon as it's uh, up and loaded, we have the front photo, we'll put it up. And all the you money will go it, to charity. And all the proceeds go to the Smith Fest Foundation, which this year is benefiting um, the 50 Legs Foundation, which is they donate uh, money to prosthetics uh, in supporting Boston bomb victims currently. Ah, oh, um, nice. Also, Boston oh, Strong, baby. Yep. Also, um, the MS Society, which, as we know, is a lot of people yep, are affected by that. And um, this year, the also donating brand-new uniforms to the Lowell Pup Warner football organization. So every kid in Lowell Pup Warner this year is wearing a brand-new jersey, $10,000 worth of jerseys. Wow. wow. So they uh, they spread it out among, amongst different you know angles of the community, and I think they've done a great job once again this year choosing great charities. Now, when you say they, your last name is Smith. You are Fred Smith. You started Smith Fest. But you, when you say they, you're referring to some kind of board? Yeah, so I started the SmithFest um, Scavenger Hunt, which then grew into a, the SmithFest Foundation, which is a, a charity event every year, and then in turn has continued to grow. And since, you know, it's gotten bigger and bigger, I currently now run the events, and we have a board of directors that makes all major decisions, uh, rather be beneficiaries or how we're going to donate the money or what kind of events we're going to support and what and we're going to do to raise non- money. it's non-profit. Non-profit, uh, yeah. 100%, 501c3, fully determined um, non-profit. And like I said, every year they choose different beneficiaries, which is very different than um, most organizations where they just donate to the same thing every year, which sure. is also wonderful. But it's a great thing that these different groups can find different ways to raise a little well, extra funds. With who, who knew what was going to happen to Boston? And you know, yeah, the, and, and, and you guys, and, you guys are a legit local charity. You keep that money local. You said you're donating uh, ten thousand dollars worth of jerseys. All our money is donated, uh, allocated locally. Even so, uh, the Fifty Lakes Foundation is a um, charity. Actually, they're based out of Florida, but they have a lot of local ties. So when our board wanted to vote, they asked if the money could be uh, allocated locally to anybody affected, you know, in the local sure. area. Um, at the time, he said there's not a lot of instances, so we asked if we could, because this was before the bombings. Wow. So no this, kidding. When, when this was chosen. Wow. Um, and he said, absolutely, but it might take a little while. So our board asked if we could hold the funds until you had an opportunity to support a leg. And he said, absolutely, and come to find out a month later, wow. almost to the day, um, you know, the Boston bombings happened, and now we have an opportunity <laughs> for numerous opportunities for you know, horribly, but, right? But and they could use a, a lot more than a lot that. More than that's for sure. absolutely. So it's a great opportunity to make a difference in that angle. And and like I said, almost ironically, that something crazy like that would happen after picking. Them. I find it the most interesting that you've got all these guys riding Harleys, and and Harley guys used to have a bad rap as far as kind of being uh, badass dudes that don't really care about anything, and they just go out and they ride their Harleys, and they're all dressed up in their bike gang stuff. But all these guys coming in. Knowing and, and supporting the, the foundation, knowing that the money's going to uh, help local people, uh, what, what a great thing. Yeah, the, the, the bike world, I think, is really taking on a big big movement in the charity industry. Every weekend, there's charity rides. They're supporting tons of groups. They like to get out and ride, but you know what? They, they donate a lot of money, not just coming out for the ride itself, but afterwards, they do the raffles, and they sure. hang out, and they eat food, and... 
And, and you know, they, I mean, they're a big supporter of a lot of charities, both locally and nationally. I mean, there's national rides that do thousands of bikes, and I think they've kind of even kept their tough guy mentality, yet making a difference in, in, in the community, which yeah, is kind of weird. Yeah, you can be a tough guy and, and, and give still and do care. the right thing. I mean, right. I think our craziest rider today jumped right on board and kicked in to take on one of the pit girls for the ride and donated money. And as you can see, he did it quite loudly with right. his bike. Nice. But there's an opportunity where you see there's a guy who's got a serious Holly, definitely tough guy mentality, but said, you know what, I'll, I'll donate the money to take her for a ride. Why not? Mr. Jonathan got all dressed up for this occasion. He's wearing his black leather jacket. That's right. He's wearing his uh, cowboy, cowboy boots, boots cowboy jeans, boots, and, and his chaps. And you're supposed to wear pants under those chaps. I am oh, going to excuse says myself. You. <laughs> says you. <laughs> Can I excuse myself for a moment? I have to make a yes, phone call yes. to a local police department to make sure they pick up our boys. Okay. Give absolutely. me a minute, and I'll all be right. back. Yep. Fred's uh, multitasking, uh, to say the least, not even... Uh, Really ridiculous amount of things that he does at once. All these different events. Listen, we didn't even bring up the cigar we're smoking. We're smoking the Brickhouse Maduro. Now, Robusto. Yes. There is one other Brickhouse Maduro, which is the Mighty Mighty, which is a giant 6 by 60 6 by 60 Not my cup of tea. A little too thick for me. But uh, they finally came out with one more size for regular people. I don't yes. know, regular people, whatever. I uh, believe this is a 5 by 50 Robusto. And it's an Arpiaca wrapper. Beautiful, beautiful wrapper, and when Which I say Brazilian. beautiful, it's it's a little uh, it's a little rough looking. Uh, it's got that grittiness to it, like a tough guy could smoke this. But and we, you know, and we what? know that's called toothy, right? Toothy. Toothy. Is this toothy? Toothy. It's not really bumpy, but all right. Yeah, this little, is toothy as well. It's a little toothy. See that, Chuck? I did. I learned feel something it. right there. Feel it with your finger, and you see it's a little sandpaper. Yeah, a little bit. It's a little little rugged, but because that's what we want to be today. We want to. We're not bikers. You make believe like you're a biker, but well, they. I would have brought my bike, but they wouldn't let me bring my 50cc <laughs> little pit bike in. So. Honda 70. Yeah, it's unacceptable, they said. Uh, don't even take it out of your car. So it's just sitting in my car right now. No kidding, huh? So uh, I like it. I, I'm a fan of the brick house to begin with anyway. And here's the brick house in a Maduro, um, which is a little sweeter taste. A lot of people get scared of a dark wrapper, Maduro meaning yeah. ripe. It's they not look at it. stronger than the regular Brickhouse line, I don't think. And the regular Brickhouse line is medium-bodied. Yeah. This maybe, maybe get a little stronger than that. But I got a little little, uh, little sweeter. Yeah. It's calm. It's smooth. It, very, very well done. And it's packed. This is a yeah, very solid, packed, solid, solid cigar, cigar that you wouldn't think is going to draw. That's how packed it is. Almost it's a stick. Yeah. yeah. Perfect draw. Perfect. Clean. Good tasting. This is our friends from J.C. Newman, um, and they're doing this out of Nicaragua, and they're doing it in their own factory right now. I have not yet uh, been there. Uh, I'm looking forward to getting there soon. I'm actually going to visit them uh, in Tampa in October, early October, and uh, see if I can organize something for the Cigar Authority. We'll see if oh. we can uh, get something going with there. Uh, I would like to see the factory. Maybe we can take somebody with us. I don't know. That'd be awesome. We'll do, we'll do something anyway. So thoughts. Thoughts are in mind anyway. Uh, Fred Smith, lots of thoughts. He ha- he runs lots of events. It's a f- very creative guy that comes out with lots of things. If you like running, he does um, um, obstacle courses. Uh, yeah. He was saying this morning that a uh, golf course, uh, you know, golf courses shut down in the wintertime, and they're looking for a way to build up some hype around their golf courses. And, of course, they reach out to Fred Smith and say, what can you do for us during the wintertime? So yeah. that our golf course isn't just laying there. It's just there. Sure. So what can we do during the wintertime? And he's organizing some kind of snowball-type run uh, at one of the local golf courses. 
and uh, he told me not to mention the name yet because yeah. he doesn't have everything inked in. But uh, but this th- is it. You, you say to him, listen, I got this thing. Come up with something. Right. So, so you own something, and you say, I don't know what to do with it. It's amazing how his mind works and how creative he gets and comes up with something. This is something he came up with. And hey, honestly, you, you put a calendar together. Yeah, we had done it years. But why don't we do an event around the calendar? Blah 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 blah. blah and it turns into this. Next thing you know, well, yeah, I don't want to make any money out of it. No, we'll give the money to charity. We'll do this. That says it's not going to cost you anything. It's going to be a nice thing. Everybody's going to have a great time. And, and here it is. I have to say this: typically, when we run events, you and I are running around like animals. Oh yeah. And today, the most stressful thing I had to do, Chuck was find two separate outlets on two separate circuits inside and plug in two extension cords. That was it. Yeah. And I get to just be here on the radio and not be and, stressed out. And, and have fun doing it. Absolutely. Um, what else? What else? Um, we are going to be bumped off a few radio stations in about 10 minutes. So this is going to give me the opportunity while we haven't been bumped off yet on those stations. And those that are listening to the podcast are still hearing it. Those that are watching on the on the video feed can still hear it. Those that are listening to the sports animal uh, out of Boston can they still really hear get it. it. And they they because they get it. They get it. But the other people apparently uh, last week what a disaster. I'm still stressed out over it that um, the show did not air through the first station, which means the first station, which is the hub station. What do they call that? Flagship. Flagship flagship. station. It feeds things off and blah, blah, blah. And the next thing you know, it leads to the next thing. Adding adding on to that, the podcast went down. The podcast went down because they weren't paid. Which is not true. Not true. They were paid in full in May. For the year. For the year in May. And, uh, oh, a mistake. And everything goes back on. It's one technical thing after the other. It's one person doing not what they're supposed to do. We're being bumped off because we, listen, if something's coming up and you let us know and we, we, we're prepared for it, uh, we're not prepared to be bumped off today Right on these stations. We're having a major event that's happening here. We're driving people into the event, being on all the radio stations that we're on locally, yep. and we're being bumped off because of a, of a baseball game. Which is a shame because this event is for charity. And it's not even us that suffers. It's the charity that suffers because someone couldn't send an email 30 days ago and say, hey, listen, if you're scheduling an event, don't schedule it for this day. Yeah, never mind the thousands of brochures that went out, all the social media that happened. The more more you mention it, the more upset I'm getting because I'm ready to lose my mind right now. Talk about stress. Oh, my God. Last week, I'm in an event in Nashville, Tennessee. You're about to go on talking to 350 people. 350 people waiting to speak, ready, ready to inspire the masses. And I get a text from Dave, we're not on the air. Yeah. How can and you possibly just, make mountains move I was for thinking. those 350 people if yes. you have to worry about the mountain that's growing? We, right? we, we went all the way we to are. Colorado. We set up. We recorded the show. We got some great awesome stuff. Awesome show. Awesome show. Uh, lots of cigar liberties. All the work that was put in the pre-production thing that happens after. Yeah. And the show never is. And the podcast doesn't go up. And it was one thing after oh the other. God. Video after the, went down. The yeah. video feed. It was one thing after the other. And... As we prepare for a show, and, and sometimes we actually prepare for a show like that one, <laughs> oh, yeah. like that one, and, and it, does, it doesn't even happen. And it's so stressful, and it's because somebody isn't doing what they're supposed to be doing. Cross the, t- cross the T's, dot the I's, make sure, you know, my God, it's disgusting. And uh, our Boston affiliate, hey, we're, we're on right now before we get bumped off, Spanish Red Sox. That's what we were bumped off for. Terrible. Well, yeah. It's crazy, and we're going to be bumped off in about 10 minutes. Why? Because uh, the Spanish people want to right listen now. to Red Talks. Yeah. We just found this out. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yesterday. Yesterday we found out. Yesterday wasn't a good day. So, <laughs> it's so we just crazy. continue to record. Is that what we do? Or we well, don't? we're still on the, the sports animal. We still get the podcast going. We still got. Thank God we have backups for backups for backups. Really? Thank, but I, I will say this: we have listeners. We joke around and we say that the listener or whatever uh, isn't uh, isn't listening, yeah. and there's nobody really listening. Hundreds, hundreds of emails. Hey, by the way, the podcast isn't up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We get, we got hundreds. it. I started forwarding it to these guys. Uh, they're listening. Some of Thank those you. people Thank were you kind too. enough mm. to send an email to Podbean, our podcast uh, affiliate, whatever the heck they're called, and actually blasted them for taking down the podcast. It was awesome. Yeah. The guy contacted me finally, and he said, all right, I looked into it finally because he was blowing me off. I looked into it, and uh, can you please have everyone stop emailing me because it's ridiculous. They're blowing up my email. It's taken care of. Please have yeah, them stop. Just tri- my have God. I mentioned nothing ever goes wrong in any event I've ever done? Like nothing ever Never. goes wrong. Something goes wrong every time. <laughs> even, even though we're, we're on video, right? Even though we're on a video feed. We yeah, have, we're on a we video have, feed. We have, we have a guy uh, <laughs> in, in, the, in the The head's the sticking in the video feed. Right He's now. not in the shot yet. No, oh, you know, really. <laughs> He's going to be in a second. Yeah, we're on television. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Pay no attention hey, to the guy. We're just on the air. Yeah, we're on the air. We're on the air. Seven stations in a video feed. He's looking to hook us up. I like his Oh, thank you. You know why you really appreciate it. He wants to pump us out on the PA around the building. We appreciate it, though. Thank you for looking into that. That was awesome. Where were you two hours hey, ago? there's people looking out for us. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, look, some people aren't, as we're speaking, and some people are. Yeah, we were here at 8.30, though. You know, we had, we had uh, you know, three and a half hours. Uh, I'm sorry, you, you were here at 8.30. I pulled in at 8 o'clock. Good. Because you were supposed to be here at 9. I I'm, came not half- even, I'm not going to get into this argument because I'll win. I know. Well, we said we we're going to be here at 9. So I said, let me come here at 8.30 and get ahead of him. And he said, Dave's going to get here at 8.30 half hour before me, so I'm going to have to go an hour before him in yeah. order to get there before him. So True that's story. A, that's how this thing ends. He wasn't <laughs> the happiest camp when he got in. No offense. I don't like getting up that early. I, and I can see Saturday. that. You're, I did until, until 12.30 last night. I get in and settled in until 2.30 in the morning. I was still here at 8 o'clock, and was, I'm going out and DJing was again tonight and tomorrow night. At 2.30 last night, I was draining oil and gasoline from a... Yes. Uh, motorcycle. That I hope a, that's drained. Because yes, that drained. was a question that was asked for many people. So we have a motorcycle hanging up from a I bu- mean, there might be some residual truck. in there, but it's drained. Anything that's major yeah, is gone. Probably not going to If they low. blow it up, it's only extra points. It's not going to blow up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> if you're listening out there, it's not blowing up. Extra don't points. Don't say no. crazy stuff like no, that. No, don't do that. Nobody's, Although the Holly Davidson guys wouldn't mind. Again, I would say nobody's <laughs> listening, but they're actually listening they're to listening. this mess. They're actually listening to this mess. So uh, check-in was at 10 o'clock. At 11 o'clock, the kickstands went up along with um, you, you had police detail. Yeah, uh, state police. Two, two, bum, sta- bum, yep. bum. two New Hampshire state police on motorcycles, one in an uh, automobile, and uh, all the motorcycles went out, like 100 motorcycles went out. Yep. They were on tour around New Hampshire they somewhere. They've already been to Salem. Oh, the Salem wow. store. Stopped they've it. been into the Salem store. That was quick. And they have just left. And they went. They got a cigar when they left here. Then when they go to the Salem store, they get a cigar when they go there. And then they come back here, and hopefully they buy a cigar. <laughs> That's the name of the game. Yeah. Isn't it? And last year we did pretty well. Yeah. Last year we did pretty well. And But worst case scenario, we're, uh, as you can see, people are rolling in for just coming in to watch the band and stuff like that. I hear the clouds are supposed to break around That's 1 o'clock. That's the hope. That's the um, hope. So I'm hopefully that happens. Uh, uh, I will say this, and I'm not going to mention what it is, but there is a secret special deal going on at Two Guys Smoke Shop, Nashua only, as a, as a result of the bike run. 
Yeah, uh, a certain cigar company is getting behind it, and they're offering a special deal in the store. You have to go in. You have to ask for it, True. and the boys will take care of you. There's a wow. special. I, yeah. feel, I feel honored. It, the deal actually. is un, it's they, actually unbelievable. It's so good, I can't mention it. And they wanted to be part of it, and they wanted to be here, but it turns out they found out too late, and they said, I actually can't be there, but can you guys run this deal and promotion that, that's there? But you can't tell anybody about it. So you, when you show up, the people are going to see – this tremendous I think we need to definitely elaborate on this in 2014. Well, there there is the possibility of that. Cigar companies, it's it's funny what people watch, and social media is such a powerful outlet. It's funny what people watch and what they respond to, uh, social media wise. And uh, they, they they saw that on uh, our Facebook page, and uh, or it was in our group, our Facebook group. Would you say that there's a special deal? That we no, that there's about? a cigar run, and uh, they. Uh, Look at this. He's going for it. He's going He's, for it. I, I, like, right. I like the uh, initiative. It's not going to blow anything up. The stress of is just awesome. <laughs> I'm telling you guys. Up. So it's what good. are you like, saying? You're afraid we're going to go down right now. Oh, no, he's good. Here it goes. Good. Bye, everybody. Boom. We're no. good. Are we on? Yeah. That's perfect. Thank this you. I'll bring him up in the main. Awesome. That's like, great. Stress. I've done this hey, a million times. Hey, you can jump off both of those. No, no hey, you want to hear what Everybody came like? here a couple hours early. Yeah. We're hey, on the show live, hey, seven stations. Hey. He's just going to plug in. He's we're on the air. Wait for break. Come on. Hey, wait. Come on. Hey, noontime yesterday, I had my stunt guy cancel. I decided, hey, you know what? The heck with stunt guys. Let's ruin. Instead, let's ruin a stunt bike. By midnight last night, I was draining it. I had to find one, get it, buy it, drain it. This morning, the guy who was going to hang it up on his truck was pulled over. Pulled over. Yes. But we saved him. He got here, and we're uh, up and running. He didn't get like arrested or anything, did he? No, no, no. He's good. It just, right. you supposedly know, just put a, gave us a headache. Supposedly he didn't have the license to drive. Well, he no, he does have it. Yeah, of and course. what they would do is saying it, that truck needed a different license, which I even verified with a guy here it says he doesn't. And you know, so he was in the right. He just but bad they, situation. They hold you and up you know and, how it goes. So you had to send the monster truck driver. Yep. The guy that drives the monster truck races the monster Sons truck. Monster races truck. He didn't bring the monster truck with him. That stayed here. <laughs> Toasaurus Rex, yeah, he, the monster truck driver, he didn't bring the monster truck ends up going to pick up Mom's the bucket here. truck to end up uh, I want so to, uh, get yeah. here. So, I want to film the manly way to change a light bulb with that thing. Can we get that bucket truck inside somehow? It worked out? Nice. We're, we're okay. on. We're, we're throughout the entire. Wow, we're broadcasting. We're taking on all, the world. Wow. This, I love it. This, this we like, just doubled our audience. <laughs> 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 what it's like to be a superstar. Oh, yeah, my baby. God. Well, anyway, uh, I, I, I should have went to break uh, because we're ready to go to break yeah. on, on the other station. So I am going to go to break. Um, and uh, when we come back, we'll be joined uh, by Fred Smith if he sticks around. And uh, we'll talk more about this event that's going on. Old Fire Freddy, Gentleman Chuck Morrison, uh, the Insane Asylum, and lots more. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Nashua, New Hampshire, 15 Spitbrook Road. And this is all for charity. Come on down. And uh, see what's going on. There's a lot happening here. We'll be back in just minutes. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. Yes, Mr. John. A shadowed figure spinning tunes on records that do not exist. Mr. Jonathan, a young cigar smoker on a crusade to champion the oldies, top 40, and yes, even country, with a host of DJs that operate above the mix. 
Mr. Jonathan is my dance instructor. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ. Mr. Jonathan is me. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com, your one-stop shop for everything DJ and sound production. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm-hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com you're listening to david garofalo and mr jonathan on the cigar authority and they wanted me to tell you about the cigar station it's the world's first 24 7 radio station custom programmed for cigar smokers and lovers of the good life enjoy cool tunes from familiar artists everyone from van morrison phil collins and dave matthews to paul simon Shade, and tony bennett And stay informed with Cigar College, Cigar News and Reviews, and Smoke Breaks. Interviews with cigar-loving celebrities and industry personalities. Give us a listen. The Cigar Station at thecigarstation.com. When you light a Davidoff cigar, you set aglow the richest tradition of cigar making in the world. You release craftsmanship achieved by our investment in that most precious of commodities, time. The time it takes to create a Davidoff cigar as it passes through 600 hands before it arrives in yours. The time it takes to age and mature the tobacco which fills a Davidoff cigar, sometimes as much as 10 years. The time it takes to hand pick, hand roll, and then carefully hand check each individual cigar before it is fit to wear the legendary Davidoff white band. In every second of enjoyment, there are decades of experience. In every way, it is time beautifully filled. Walking in, you're greeted with the aroma of friendship. You move to the humidor and reach into the hallmark molded steel box, retrieving the only cigar worthy of such elegant protection. Your cut is meticulous. The light, easy and full. Your taste buds are immediately inundated with a barrage of wood and rare spice flavors, all finished with a trademark plume of smoke. Moscow City Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. And we're back live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Nashua, New Hampshire, 15 Spitbrook Road, and it's a smoking calendar run. Motorcycles, 100 motorcycles. We got the Toasaurus Rex. And we have uh, a piñata hanging up that you're going to uh, smash a motorcycle, uh, along with um, great food, a great band, and uh, 
the Cigar Authority, broadcasting live from it. If you want to come down, it's 15 Spitbrook Road in Nashua, New Hampshire. It's the corner of Spitbrook and Daniel Webster Highway. Yes. If you had to pick a meal, would you go with the high-end steak or would you go with sausage, peppers, and onions in a, in a roll like uh, carnival style? To eat? What yeah, am I going to choose? If you had the choice between the two, which one would I'll you go? I'll take a steak. You'd take the steak? Yeah. What if it was a hamburger? Yeah, I'd take the steak. Every time. I don't know if I would. Yeah, sometimes you feel like a hamburger. Yeah. Would I'd I, never feel like a hamburger. What would, but... I, what would I get on that hamburger? <laughs> yeah. Not tomatoes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get ketchup. And maybe a slice of cheese? Uh, we got a guy pulling in. Uh, he's got a Hummer H2. He pulls in right behind the um, monster truck. Big mistake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Big mistake. We watched that happen last year. I have a bird's eye view of this. Actually, it was a train wreck last year. The monster truck backed out on purpose to back out. But because they all they do is tap the gas to end up moving, it's like uncontrollable. It goes too fast. Yep. And it rolled over somebody's car with their wife and kid in the car. Yeah. It was bad. He probably didn't even realize Nobody he was, was hurt. on the car. Nobody was hurt, but we actually watched it. And you could, everybody's mouth just hanging open. You watched it smash the guy's car. It also bent the pole here in the front of two guys. If you ever come to two guys, and there's a big awning that comes out of two guys. As you walk down, you'll, you'll see the first pole of the awning. And uh, we never had it fixed. We kept it there. It's a good remember of uh, what happened. <laughs> it's a and memorial. That, that was uh, the monster truck. Uh, Back over a minivan. Right. Yeah, it was a minivan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so... Um, what do we got? We got uh, Fred Smith, who just walked in there. I wanted to bring him on and, and have him uh, jump in and see if he knew what, what dates and things were going on. But uh, in the meantime, uh, we're off on a whole bunch of stations, but we're on on some, and uh, we're on on the podcast anyway. But we got to do something about this. Uh, now that the others, and I, and I want to talk right in front of the other stations, but they've bumped, bumped us off right now anyway. But uh, we got to figure out what to do for next year. I'm thinking a $10,000 fine every time we don't air when we're supposed to. And the definition of supposed to is you don't give us 30 days notice, Listen, you pay $10,000 And you know fine. something? It's not about me. It's not about I care to be on the air or something. It's about our advertisers. Our advertisers paid, and I have to overperform. And I will make it up to them. Absolutely. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Absolutely. It'll be made up. But I want to overperform anyway. And all I do by making it up to them is giving them what they expected in the first place. I want to overperform. But why don't these other people want to overperform for us? Why does it work one way and not the other? I think the overperformers become a hub, and you get surrounded by people who feel like being slightly less than adequate is acceptable. But it's not acceptable. You know what an overperformer is? This Brickhouse Medora. Yeah, baby. Five dollars. $5 is an overperformer. You expect you got less. This, you got this for what you're and having. a comfortable chair, and you are set. Yeah, but you expect less, right? Absolutely. So it, it's buying a $20 cigar that you expected so much on, and it's, eh, you know, it's an under, underperformer. Overperformers. That's what I want to be is an overperformer. And that's what I every, everybody should thrive to be, overperforming, overdelivering. Not give them what they expect, but give them more. If everybody did this, oh, my God customer service. There would be customer service because that's almost gone. There's almost no customer service. I could I could get into this. I, I could do a, a whole two-hour show on everybody that does everything wrong. How we, had bad a, it is. we had an issue with our, with our webcam here, so I ran over to uh, a 
company, and I'm not going to say the name because I'm not giving them advertising. I walk in, and I stand in front of two employees who are having a conversation. With each other. With each other. I'm standing there. I'm obviously lost. About the game last night. Whatever it was. And no one's paying attention to me. I walk over. I ask two other people with the same color shirts on, oh, we don't do that. That's over there. not my job, man. Not my job, man. And I got to go over and finally find somebody. On my way out, there were a couple of people that asked if if they could help me, but it was too late. I'd already been helped. I helped myself. Yeah. Yeah, but already a bad experience. Yeah. So anyway, uh, this is for charity. If you uh, if you're uh, anywhere uh, listening to this, you want to make your way down. Uh, all the money goes to charity. It's a very nice thing. I'm looking at these real fancy cars. They are like magnets that they go and park next to. Well, they they don't know what you know that that thing could just roll them over. <laughs> it looks like it will just roll you over. <laughs> it, it's gigantic. The wheels are as big as anybody else's car. Yeah. That's what the the monster truck was originally designed to crush cars. That's right. what they do. And they, you know, after it does it and says, "Oh, it, it's working perfectly." Do you guys know the name of the first monster truck ever? No, Bigfoot. Yes. Wow. Bigfoot. Ring did, the bell. How did you know that? <laughs> he was guessing. It's the only monster truck name that he knew. That's correct. Uh, it was Bigfoot, and then the, the second one, I believe, was Gravedigger. Yeah. But Bigfoot was the first one. They're up to, like, Bigfoot 12 or something now. Every time they flip it over, it dies. They reincarnate it really? as a new Bigfoot. Yeah. yeah. It was the first one ever. And then they now they're having races. They race these things. Yeah. And this guy is a racer of monster trucks. You race them. Yeah, that thing looks like it's seen uh, a couple of days on the track. Oh, yeah. It's not new by any means. I mean, this thing is... Uh, the front of it seems to be like a, a 1950s pickup type of thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Probably came off a legit tow truck from the 50s. Yeah. And a massive engine. And let me tell you, when they start this thing up, it is loud. Oh, it's like a jet engine. Yeah. And just to uh, just to get it moving a little, the guy has to hit the hit the gas a little bit. And then it's a scream of, uh, oh, yeah, the thing just comes alive. And it's I'll, awesome. I'll be in the thing. Here, here comes Fred Smith. Fred, you going to jump in here or what? All right, Fred Smith's going to come in, so it's going to be this day in American classic history we will go to. So this day in American classic history, September 14th, uh, brought to you by our friends at Alec Bradley. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble! You've heard of epic rap battles, and now it's time for the epic battle for this day in American classic history. He's looking at you, kid. Featuring Mr. Jonathan. It's in the hole! It's in the hole! Versus Chuck. Game over, man. Game over. Making mountains move. Morrison. Go ahead. Make my day. Brought to you by Alec Bradley. American Classic Cigars. Alec Bradley American Classic Cigars are affordably priced and inspired by cigars popular in America in the early part of the 20th century. Mild to medium-bodied blends of specially-aged Nicaraguan long-filler tobaccos. Celebrate today with an Alec Bradley American Classic Cigar. Okay, Fred Smith, this is the way it works. You have to pick a partner in this. You can have Mr. Jonathan or Chuck Morrison. You're going to work with one of them. It's one versus the other. You you partner with one of them. Doesn't sound fair. I have to pick one? you got to pick one. Yeah. Unless you'd rather just go up against one of them and you get no help at all from anyone. 
I'm going to go with Mr. Jonathan. You're going to take Mr. Jonathan as your partner? Apparently, That's... no one wants to be your partner. I'm all right Chuck. with that. I'm all right with that. I'm three for three right now. I should get a point for that. So I who... figured we're closer. We could celebrate if we win. So this is uh, this day in American classic history. It's uh, the closest without going over, right? Okay. Closest without going over mm-hmm. in the year that you're going to end up guessing. So who was the winner last year? Last I week? Was. Last week. Okay, so you guys get to go first. So uh, today, September 14th, died this day, Patrick Swayze, American actor, singer and dancer, Dirty Dancing, Ghost, Roadhouse. He died today. What year? What year did he I die? I want to say it was 1994. Why don't you let him go first and decide what he wanted to do? But he, 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 I'm going to say 2003. So what do you? What's your final answer? Two thousand three is my final. Two thousand three is your final answer. Two thousand four. Two thousand four would be a winner because it was two thousand nine. Without going over, uh, wait, Chuck wait, gets it. Way off. I was off. Okay, so now it goes to Chuck Morrison. Today, September fourteenth, golf's first recorded hole in one ever. Oh boy. Tom Morris at the Preswick eighth hole. Preswick, would that be right? I don't know. Preswick, P-R-E-S-T-W-I-C-K. First hole-in-one ever recorded. No pressure, Chuck. 1855. 1865. 1800. 1855 would win. It's 1866, Chuck. it had to be earlier than that. Okay, so for you guys. It was what, 1856? 1866. That was pretty close. Yes, it was. Okay, Fred Smith. Chubby Checker, the twist, hits number one this day. What Ooh. year? Going with 1955. Fred Smith? I would advise 19... you to go with 1955 as well. 43. 1943 says. What's their final answer? What, what is your final answer? 1961. 1961. Final answer. Final answer? Uh, 1955. 55 will win. It's 1960. So it's 3 to oh, nothing. I told 61. you to go with 55. No, without going over. Okay, Chuck Morrison, first broadcast ever of 60 Minutes Mm. on CBS TV. Still on the air now. The first broadcast ever of 60 Minutes was this day. What year? 1952. 1952. 1953. 68. You got it. We're on the board. Okay. Chuck Morrison, Entertainment Tonight premieres today. What year? Entertainment. That was like in the uh, 80s, 81. 81. It's two points. Two points, Chuck oh. Morrison. You don't Nailed even have it. to answer the question, it, but it's going to go head, on to huh? you. You guys wow. need you, you guys need some We're doubles right now. We need to trouble. double need it up. Need some doubles. Right. Team up. With okay. Uh, Fred Smith. First MTV Awards Ooh. happened today, starring Bette Midler and Dan Aykroyd as host. This day, what year? First MTV Awards. 1989. 1989. 86. 84. Both oh. go over. Man. And the last one to Chuck Morrison, and we're just doing this for fun. Francis Scott Key wrote the Star Spangled Banner, a poem originally known as Defense of Fort Henry. The song later became the official U.S. national anthem this day that he wrote it. What year? Oh, he wrote that in 1781. Ooh, I'm going to say 1782. I'm going to go with Mr. Johnson. You'll get it because it's 1814, but uh, not enough. It is Chuck Morrison, the winner, and this day in American classic history, September 14th, brought to you by Alec Bradley Cigars, uh, mild to medium bodied, specially aged Nicaraguan long fillers. Celebrate today with an Alec Bradley classic cigar.
People right. are rolling in, Dave. People the, are rolling people in. People are rolling in. Motorcycles are expected momentarily. I would say about 15, 20 minutes. Oh, okay, good. Good. Yeah. Whoop. See, he's, Look at he's, that. he's multitasking. He has to do this. We're good. We're good? Okay. We're good. Yeah, um, okay, Smith Foundation, you brought a little about the uh, musical chairs. Is that continuing? Musical chairs, November 23rd, Kingsborough Sports Center. Oh, indoors. Indoors. Yeah, We're going indoor. Take well, a lot of pressure out of the way, right? Well, I mean, I think it causes a little headache again <laughs> today, to be honest. I mean, I don't love it, but with motorcycles, I don't think we're doing that indoors. So yeah, we're, we're, we can't beat that one. That's we're, true. But, we, yep, indoors this year, we're going at it. Uh, the prize pool starts at $2,500, and we'll go up with uh, registrations. Okay. We're getting phone calls from around the country. Uh, we have a group in Michigan that wants to uh, put on a musical chairs qualifier okay. um, and send their winners out here to, to Boston for the championship. Um, so we're looking to expand and do different qualifiers around the country. So that is continuing. So the people that are listening say musical cheers. What is this? This is hardcore real musical cheers. This is the cha- musical cheers world championship. The best of the best. This is it. And if you think uh, you just uh, nope. play the music this and you sit this down. This isn't when you're at the bar mitzvah and you're tackling Uncle Johnny. This is no elbows, no shoulders, no hovering. This is the fastest ass wins. That's it. That's it. And... Um, it was big last year, man. It was and big. You got we lots ESPN of press. In the magazine. Yeah. You were in ESPN in the Here magazine. There we go. There we go. Um, we, uh, we hit Yahoo front page, Yahoo World. We hit, yeah. uh, you name it, Wired.com. We hit some big, definitely uh, did a little bit of splash when it comes to media-wise. It was a great time. Okay, so we briefly touched after you left us with uh, road races. You're big into road races. Obstacle courses. Okay. That's the thing. We're separating ourselves a little bit. The obstacle obstacle course racing world has kind of uh, become a huge market in the last two, three years. Okay. Um, it's grown to be uh i think they're doing 1.8 million runners last year in obstacle racing um in three 2010 they did like 41,000. so that's it gives you an idea of which way Growth. the market's going yeah. people are looking to do different things when it comes to exercising and uh we've dove uh, we we've dove into the market a little bit but we're really putting a spin on things we have panic in the dark coming up on november 2nd it is the scariest race in the country no doubt about it we are there to creep out people and scare them. We will have runners quit before they start this year. There's no nice. doubt about it. It's really? a 5K. It runs at night. You run with a headlamp. And we have over 150 zombies throughout the course as you take on obstacles. Outdoors. Crazy, outdoors. Through, um, rain the, or shine? Rain or shine. Shed. Oh, they love that. They'd rather it rain. These people yeah. are nuts. <laughs> They're lunatics. Yep. And they wanna, they'll take on hills and obstacles and, and pits and crawling and you name it. And uh, we have the after party at the Lowell Auditorium. It's just a great time, and uh, people are into... You get showers there? No showers. We don't do mud unless it rains. Okay. Do you have so wind like this? It's, uh, we, if it, yeah, I know. If it, if it does rain, they take on the world, but that's what they like. These people, they bring changes. There's no doubt. They bring the changes of clothes. They bring bags. They do that whole thing. Yeah. And, um, and then in the winter, um, a lot of these obstacle course races nowadays, what they do is they go self in the winter because, you know, they have the capability to do so. And we decided we'd be a little crazier than they are, which in most cases we usually are. Sure, anyway. And we take on the winter with Blizzard Blast. Yes. I think I, you mentioned yeah. the winter race a few minutes ago with the yeah. uh, golf course. And uh, my friend who owns a golf course, we're going to put it on the golf course this year. And last year I trucked in about 14 truckloads of snow because we had no snow. It I could bring snow. So. And then there was plenty after. But and then I got 180 inches in the next six weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't think that's very fair. But, I mean, it is what it is. And hopefully this year we'll have a lot of snow and we'll be running through it. But we trucked it in and we sled down hills. We carried Christmas trees for an eighth of a mile. So we carry Christmas trees. We do all kinds of crazy stuff. And that's all part of the obstacle course racing. And it's 
it's a great thing right now, and so, it's doing really well. So where do we find Fred Smith? Any Anything in the future coming up that you can talk about? I know there's something maybe you don't yep. want to talk about, but maybe, <laughs> maybe you do. So r- currently we have a couple things that we can't talk about. Okay. But hopefully we'll be talking about soon. We have a couple uh, big races news, and folks. adventures. Big, big news. That are big. definitely about to pop off. The people that don't know you now, the hearing for the first time on the Cigar Authority, maybe heard you here before or something, you're going to be national news pretty now, soon. If, if somebody it, owned a business potential. and they wanted to reach out to you, do you do these kind of wild and crazy things for businesses? Absolutely. We have a diff- couple of different avenues. So if people are looking to do something really outside the box and create something for a corporate uh, race or uh, something to bring people out or an adventure or whatever it may be, scavenger hunt, um, yeah. we have the ability to do that. And we also have the ability to tie it in with nonprofits, which we do at all our event uh, races. So even our corporate events, we uh, give an opportunity uh, to create a nonprofit platform at all times. Yeah. So if you're uh, working for a nonprofit that's having trouble you know, raising funds, give us a call. We, we can have you have a uh, team for musical chairs to raise money. Um, you know, We can have you do a running team to raise money, or we can create an event for you. So corporate, nonprofit, we have the ability to do – if you're looking to do something different, give us a ring or go to uh, smithfestevents.com. And then for our charity stuff for the foundation, smithfesthunt.com. Okay, so to get a hold of you, smithfestevents.com. Smithfestevents.com. Smithfests. One word, yep. Smithfest. Smith He's Fest. not the guy you Fest. want saying your website. You may want to say Smithfestevents.com. <laughs> there we and go. That's Fred go. Smith, and he'll, uh, he'll, he'll make your charity event uh, into a money-making thing. And uh, it will certainly be out of the box and not be normal thing. So thanks, Fred Smith, for everything over here. We're going to go to break. When we come back from Disturbed Customs, John, the Grand Pooh Bar of Shed Night Sweeney. That's right. This is, you heard uh, Mr. Jonathan talk about it. I don't know. He's going to come on. Uh, news from the asylum. Strange but true events. Gentleman Chuck Morrison. We take a peek at social media, too. We are live from Two Guys Smoke Shop at the Smoking Calendar Run, 15 Spitbrook Road in Nashua. And you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. When you're smoking your Brickhouse Maduro, please keep in mind the lit end does not belong in your mouth. This is David Garofalo of Two Guys Smoke Shop, and we're proud to say Two Guys is the largest family-owned cigar retailer in America. I've been there many times before, Dave, and it's true. It is stogie heaven. Two Guys has three locations, all conveniently located off Exit 1 and all right over the Taxachusetts border in New Hampshire. Take Route 93 to Salem, Route 95 to Seabrook, or Route 3 to Nashua, because for cigars, every highway leads to Two Guys Smoke Shop. Two Guys Rock. Two guys rock with a billion choices. There's no cigar tax or sales tax in New Hampshire, and coincidentally, we have built three glorious cigar shops right over the border. Coincidentally, huh? It's no accident, and just one of the reasons Two Guys is the largest cigar retailer in America. Two guys rock. Two guys rock with a billion choices. It's so Another reason could be our 
cigar selection. Again, the biggest and best, I'm proud to say. Make the pilgrimage to Two Guys Smoke Shop in tax-free Salem, Nashua, or Seabrook, New Hampshire. Or find them on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. It's Stokey Heaven. You like Robusto, I'll take a Toro. You like Oscuro, I'll take Maduro. You like Perfecto, I'll take Torpedo. Sit back, relax, it's Two Guys time. Two Guys Rock. Two Guys Rock. There's a million choices. It's Stogie Heaven. Okay, people, we've just been awarded the Brickhouse Ad Account. Now, this cigar was named Best Bargain Cigar of 2009 by Cigar Aficionado, got a 91 rating, plus it's the hottest cigar on the market. So, we need an award-winning slogan. He's a brick. <laughs> what about it's not your grandfather's cigar? Ah, it's been done. Next. How about good to the last draw? Ah, something original, people. You deserve a brick today? Who are you? Do you even work here? Excuse me, sir. Am I to understand that every Brickhouse cigar is built with all the flavor and quality of the premium cigars of yesteryear? Yesteryear? Really? That's right, Bixby. But yet, yeah, costs around five bucks each. Indeed. Well, sir, people don't really need a slogan. They don't? No, sir. Then what do they need? Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Genius! Meet the perfect cigar to share with friends. Brickhouse by J.C. Newman. Handmade in Nicaragua with a fine Havana Subido wrapper. Brickhouse starts out earthy and crisp and burns well-rounded and smooth. Nothing stands the test of a good time like a Brickhouse. For more, visit BrickhouseCigars.com. All right, listen up. If you've been feeling stuck in life, unmotivated, procrastinating, and just flat-out frustrated with the same old results and routines, consider this your wake-up call. The fact of the matter is you control your destiny, not your boss, your company, the government, or anyone else outside of yourself. With responsibility comes power. My name is Chuck Morrison, owner and founder of MakingMountainsMove.com. Since 2009, I've been helping ordinary people from around the globe achieve extraordinary results. Authors, app developers, business owners, speakers, trainers, coaches, all just ordinary people until they plugged into the Triple M movement. Now it's your turn. This is about unleashing your legacy. If you've ever had that calling, that burning desire to raise your game and start living life at a higher level, the wait is finally over. End the frustration. Crush the procrastination. Say goodbye to fear, doubt, and worry forever. Check out the fastest growing movement inside the personal development industry. Check out Making Mountains Move. In a world where the success of a cigar brand is recognized by its flavor, comes two that go head-to-head. One man smoking two cigars at the same time. Two rappers united in name, but separated by taste. One cigar known as the natural. The natural is no lightweight. It boasts full flavor and taste. The United Cigar Natural. Now comes the Maduro. Darker and even more bolder. With in-your-face flavor. United Cigar. Nothing could prepare you for what awaits you in the box. Both box-pressed. Both 65 million years in the making. Uh, that may be wrong. Well, I'm going with it anyway. Action, adventure, and bromance. That's right. Romance. United Cigar. Available in natural or Maduro. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailer shops nationwide. Rated E for delicious. Under 18, not admitted even with a parent. United Cigars. You don't have to choose. Smoke them both. Hi, this is Rocky Patel. 
And I'd like to invite you to try one of our decade cigars. This premier cigar received a 95 rating from Cigar Aficionado, one of the highest ratings ever afforded by that magazine. It's a beautiful Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper with fillers from Nicaragua and Honduras. This cigar is medium to full-bodied, rich, complex, yet elegant and well-balanced. I promise you, you're going to love the decade. Try it. Locally owned and operated, you're listening to WSMN 1590, Nashua's News and Talk. This is Todd Kumes from Villager Cigars North America, and you are listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. This is the Cigar Authority. You're either in or you're out right now. The simple fact is, it's no laughing matter. The authority on everything cigar. It's like fishing with dynamite. In and out of the cigar industry. Are you smoking yet? This is probably the best thing that's ever happened to us. With your host. David Garofalo. I promise I'll do better at this job than I did on the SATs. Mr. Jonathan. I'm ready. I'm walking tall. I've been earning and burning, snapping necks, cashing checks. And Chuck Morrison. Now, he's used to big groups, so make him feel like there's a crowd here. It's time to light him up. It's time for the Cigar Authority. Well, if you learned anything today, it won't be the truth. I got a fever, and the only prescription is more cowbell. And we're back, hour number two, live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Nashua, New Hampshire. And this is the smoking calendar run. Later on, we're going to look into the asylum. Old Far Freddy's with us. We'll get Debonair, the gentleman way with Chuck Morrison, and lots more coming up. So uh, lots happening here. We have uh, overcast winds, windy overcast, but it isn't raining yet. So we got Good. that going glad, on for us. Glad you said that. Yeah, it looks like it's going to rain. But anyway, we got got 100 motorcycles doing any minute. And uh, you'll hear that in the background when it pulls up. But we have uh, great music going on here. And uh, we have, uh, I can't wait till they start smashing the motorcycle. A pinata set up with a motorcycle hanging on a chain. And it's a pinata. And you're going to pay for charity to smash the motorcycle. And you got like it. Looks like a good motorcycle. you got to hand it to Fred Smith for taking chicken poop and turning it into chicken salad. Because <laughs> he had an awful lot of stuff going on yesterday that threatened the... Uh, the, the run, and he pulled everything together, rallied his troops, uh, and had it going on. That pinata idea is phenomenal. There it is. It's phenomenal. You're listening to the Cigar Authority, the only syndicated radio show in New England, the U.S., and yes, the world that is always broadcast on location this week in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. And we are the only radio show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist. We demand you light up along with us. You can catch us on any one of the seven radio stations currently picking us up in syndication on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network, or you can always tune in right at thecigarauthority.com, where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. You simply find us on iTunes, where you can set it and forget it. And let's not forget about our good friends over at The Cigar Station. That's thecigarstation.com, replaying our show twice on Sundays from 11 to 1 and 11 to 1. Okay, it's time to light up our second cigar, and I enjoyed the first one, which is the Brickhouse very much. Maduro. Uh, very smooth, I would say medium body, not medium plus at all. No. If, if anything, a little sweeter. This is the Aging Room. Uh, i got to say, I'm a little scared of this one. Yeah. I'm a little scared. <laughs> this is the Aging Room Maduro. I have not smoked it yet. Um, 
Aging Rum tends to be a little full-bodied, although mm. the new uh, Connecticut Shade one I oh like very much. Oh, wow. Yeah, Phenomenal. very, very much. But this is the Maduro version, and I, I guess a lot of uh, the Aging Rum fans have been uh, asking for this. So uh, Rafael Nadell uh, does what, what he does best, and he uh, actually puts the answer cigar the out. Call. He answered the call. is right. So. Now, this is a toothy wrapper. Yeah, you like oh, it? Oh, it's sandpapery. It's dark. It looks delicious. I am a little nervous, though, about the strength. The aging rum tends to be on the strong side. But you know what? I'm not going to uh, judge a book by its cover. All right. I'm going to smoke it and make my evaluation. All right. It's time to cut our cigar. And the official cutting is brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand that, while all other cigar brands were raising their prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Yes. So I'm going to cut my cigar over the shoulders. That means... uh, Above the cap, not to uh, injure it in any way, not so the cigar uh, will unravel. I cut a little, uh, not enough, so I can actually cut more. You can always go deeper if you need to and cut twice, as long as you don't put the cigar in your mouth. Correct. That's the etiquette. You don't put the cigar in your mouth to do it. And uh, I'm going to use uh, the right lighter again, the Vertigo. This is the Vertigo Cyclone. People can hear the wind. You know it's windy here. Right. No problem for, the, for a triple jet Cyclone. $9.95 lighter, the Vertical Cyclone. Um, geez, it's, it's the most unbelievable lighter for, the kind of, for, the, for that kind of price. And I'll tell you, as a retailer ourselves, we sell hundreds of these lighters. Yes. They can't keep them in stock. Well, you know what? I had a conversation with someone uh, that had picked up uh, a different triple jet lighter, and his complaint was it was burning through fuel too quickly. And I said, it's because you bought the wrong lighter. There's something different going on. I don't know whether they, because the tank is so big on the inside here that it's able to hold up. But uh, you can use this lighter for weeks. I, li- I smoke a lot of cigars. I, I, light, I fill this thing up every couple of weeks. That's it. Yeah, as you said, you, you can hear the wind. Uh, and, and we have these little, um, what do they call these? Windscreens. Windscreens wind on it, but you still hear it because uh, it's that windy out. But no problem for this lighter. Lights every time. Very happy with it. Aging Room Maduro. Um, I, I feel a little um, little strength, early on taste strength. Different than the cigar we just had. Yep. My, my lips are tingling uh, right from the, from the initial It's always light. a good sign. Yeah. When it comes to power. You want a little tingle. Well, this is made in the Dominican Republic. And uh, Rafael Nadell uh, does this with Hochi Blanco. And I know I have some information on now, the cigar. He's, uh, he's going to be coming up uh, in the not-too-distant future, if yes, I'm not mistaken. Yes, we're going to have him. Uh, ever since they came out with the Aging Room M356, everyone has been asking them to make a Maduro. Um, the cigar has been in production for quite a while, and they felt now it's ready for release. Uh, last year they thought they might have had it ready, but they didn't. They wanted to make sure it was perfect. Um, it was very good, but it wasn't great. Now it is great. It sat for one extra year, and uh, now it's ready. So here it is. Um, it's available in um, five amazing sizes, they say. The uh, Presto, a 4.5 by 48. The Rondo, a 5 by 50. The Mezzo, which may be what we're smoking now, the 6 by 54. Yeah, the Toro size. A major 6.5 by 60. That's the 60 ring gauge. The 60 ring gauge actually needs a name. It does. You know, you got Churchill, you got Robusto, you got Lonsdale. There's even Hagante, which is just a little bit shy, 64 ring gauge. What is a 6x60? It needs a size, name. That's what we need. So we, not only do we need it, we need to be the one to create it. Yes. 
we need to create it, and then years later, you know, we'll come up with some ridiculous thing, and years later say, yeah, I, I invented that. I actually made that happen. They go, yeah, could, sure. The gagger size. Gagger, I don't no, like that. Probably not very marketable. And they have a 4 by 47 So uh, 47 now seems to be thin. Yeah, it's tiny. Because <laughs> <laughs> everybody's getting to, they call this cigar a medium to full body cigar with uh, all tobaccos, all tobaccos in here, aged for eight years. Oh, I'd wow. say they've been working on this for a while. The wrapper is a Nicaraguan Maduro. The binder is Dominican. The filler is Dominican. Um, typically, when I have an all-Dominican, it makes me go poo. So, <laughs> a, yeah, there is something to that. This has a uh, but a Nicaraguan Maduro wrapper on it, so we'll, we'll see what this ends up doing. You can look at this wrapper and know there's not a lot of funny business going on. This is a real Maduro. It, uh, you know, when you see an all-black, jet-black type of lighter, you know some funny business has been going on. So uh, that is not happening here for sure. Uh, some cigar news that's going on. Uh, news travels fast. The Winwood factory closes. Uh, Robert Codwell and Christian Aroa, one year. Um, from what I understand, the problem was that um, it's the visas for the cigar rollers to come into the country. Oh, of all so, things. Yeah. So because they, they you wouldn't expect that Christian would have an issue getting tobacco, right? Being able to age it, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, they, their idea was to go across the country with this thing, and uh, they had to back it off and said, uh, "Hey, the government's watching out for what's going on here," which is a good thing, I guess. Yeah. Um, and uh, these guys have to go back by January first, so uh, that's that's going to be it for Winwood. The idea of making the cigars and shipping them out fresh to the cigar retailer yeah. um, is over. So uh, anyway. Uh, I guess it's time to uh, see Old Fat Freddy, which, by the way, is right here in the Nashua store with us. So yes. without any further ado, uh, back live from the aging room, Mr. Old Fat Freddy. It's time to step into the aging room. Sometimes aging makes a great cigar even better, just like aging room cigars. They're made in small batches from rare and limited 100% Dominican tobaccos. And here in our aging room is Old Fart Freddy. Nowadays, women are drawn into infomercials that promise weight loss around the midsection and the reduction of the ladies' muffin top. In my day, women wore this thing called a girdle. The only way to make sure your wife looked 20 pounds hotter was to help lace that bad boy up. I have to say it did a great job keeping the muffin top where it belonged, on the muffin. Nowadays, there are many different ways to play golf. Best ball, closest to the pin, and match play. In my day, we played golf the only way we knew how, stroke play. Nowadays, technology has created very cheap alternatives for jewelry. Diamonds, pearls, rubies can be fake and no one can tell. In my day, diamonds and rubies were way too expensive. So on our one-year anniversary, I had my wife get down on one knee and I gave her her very first pearl necklace. We were girdle-lacing, stroke-playing men who gave their wives pearl necklaces at the end of a special evening. Sometimes, aging makes a great cigar. I was afraid that's where that was going. Just like aging rum cigars. Made in small batches from rare and limited 100% Dominican tobacco. Try aging rum cigars from Boutique Blends. Some things are better aged. Some are not. Hey, Mr. Jonathan, I got these two pearl necklaces on a two-for-one deal, so bring the wife over after dinner tomorrow night, and I'll give her one, too. And some things are left unsaid. Yes. It's best best left unsaid, so we'll move Leave on from be. there. So I'm sitting to my left is uh, the DeLorean, the uh, DMC, special edition DeLorean. Um, 
We're giving it away. We are just uh, a short 11 days away from uh, Two Guys Smoke Shop's 28th anniversary, where we have 16 different manufacturers attending. And uh, the door prize, for lack of a better word, is a DeLorean. 10,000 original miles on it. This is every kid's dream uh, when we were young. Yeah. Not too young to remember, but everybody wanted one of these. Did you want one of these? Of course I wanted one. Yeah. So this is uh, from Back to the Future you, uh, is where uh, the trilogy Back to the Future where you saw this vehicle. And um, it is uh, Michael J. Fox is back on TV. And yeah. uh, you, you got, uh, I'll tell you, I turn the TV on uh, any given week. Back to the Future's on still yeah. all the time. All Such the a great time. show. What do we got going on here? Uh, there's some sort of photo shoot that we've just become involved in. And uh, <laughs> just, just glad my wife isn't watching. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, this is great. All right. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, Dave's uh, a little busy right now taking, having his picture taken. Thank you. <laughs> as soon as she saw you were uncomfortable... Right, they go she made that. it more uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> so we're smoking the aging room. Uh, I was scared, but I don't need to be scared. It's it's medium bar, medium plus. It, it did start. It started like it was going to be real aggressive, and it calmed right right down yeah. for me. I'm about a quarter of the way in. It's good. Um. Okay, so what's going on? What do we got? Um, we got the guy from Shed Night ready to come in any minute, right? Uh, he's on a motorcycle, so he's oh, part right. of the run. We have uh, we have to wait until he gets in. The audience on the uh, trap box is requesting requesting the female to come back. More, yeah. more of that. <laughs> She's actually on the monster truck right now. Yeah. It's a whole photo shoot. These pit girls, they go around, and when they do events, they always have a photographer there, and they document the event. So you can go to pitgirls.com if you want to see uh, all the pit girls that were here. And the uh, this, this event will be up there probably next week or something. Various you know, poses. You notice the license plate uh, of the uh, the monster truck. The monster truck is sick. Sick because it is sick. Yeah. It is sick. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why you'd have a license plate on it. It's not like you can register it to drive it on the road. That's true. Yeah, you can't drive this on the road. It, no, came, it, it came in a big flatbed. There's no headlights on it. There's no brake lights. But definitely it, no backup but lights. But it, ha- it has a New Hampshire license plate, a Massachusetts license plate. I can't tell from here. I think it's a mass plate, S-I-C-K, sick. Sick. And it is sick, and that's a perfect segue. We have to bring up the segue when we have to have it, but a perfect segue to news from the asylum. Are you ready for that, Chuck? Let's do it. Let's do it. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha. They're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats. And they're coming to take me away, ha-ha. It's time for news from the Insane Asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news and stories too insane to be true. But they are brought to you by Asylum Cigars, Take No Prisoners, truly flavorful medium-bodied cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 6x80, that's right, that's Asylum, Chicago, Illinois. Two robbers enter a local greasy spoon and wait in line for 20 full minutes. When it's their turn, they demand two meals and all of the money in the register. 
The quick-thinking shop owner asks both men to please come back in about an hour because, as they could see, he was too busy to deal with them right now. And both robbers complied with his requests and came back later only to meet the already awaiting Chicago Police Department. This case was over easy. See what I did there? Over <laughs> easy. That's insane. That's Asylum. Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Truly flavorful, medium-bodied cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the insane 6x80. That's insane. That's Asylum. They're coming to take is. me away, haha. They're coming to take me away. Ho, Bad ho, customer he, service ha, pays off. Bar, yes. Where life is In the roar of the engine that we hear behind us is 100 loud motorcycles making their way into the parking lot at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Nashua, New Hampshire. This is the smoking calendar run, and uh, this is my favorite one right here. I was just going to say that. Susie's Ice Cream. Susie's Ice Cream, which is an ice cream cart attached to a motorcycle. Oh, yeah, we got a little burnout going on. A little one. I would say this is a giant burnout. Gonna need, gonna need another set of tires for that one. Holy God! Wow, that guy's a professional. Oh my God, the amount of smoke is ridiculous. I thought you liked the smell of smoke. No, I do. It just not rubber burning. It's obscene. (laughs) (laughs) And right in front of two state troopers, and they're both laughing it up. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) No, disgusted, disgusted. (laughs) Oh, he's disgusted. Yeah, fair enough. Wow. So, uh, thousand bucks for some new tires. That's all, right? That's it. Yeah. No, no big deal. No big deal. So, I don't know. It's what you do with a bike run, I guess. You lay pipe or tire or whatever it is. Yeah, those troopers are not impressed. Yeah. No. Rumor, no. rumor has it that if you do that on a road, there's a certain fee you pay per foot of rubber when you get the ticket. Yeah, the band's cranking it up. It's happening right now. Now. I did see a couple of rice rockets, which they're not going to be happy that that poor Suzuki is going to get the snot smacked out of it later on. But uh, some interesting facts. Everyone here seems to be riding, for the most part, a Harley-Davidson. Uh, and Harley-Davidson started... Even the Troopers. Even the Troopers. Even the Troopers. Yeah. Harley-Davidson started in 1901 by a gentleman by the name of William S. Harley. Uh, and he had a, uh, a buddy named Walter Davidson. And together, they put Harley together uh, a couple of motorcycles. What they ended up doing the first time was they attached an engine to a pedal bike and they realized that there was some flaw and it didn't allow them to be able to climb hills without pedaling the bike and so they went back to the drawing board and eventually came out with uh, their advanced loop frame pattern which is what they're known for uh, in 1981 both gentlemen sold the company to a group of 13 investors and uh, they made 80 million dollars selling it wow nice in 98, the first Harley-Davidson they factory... They sell that t-shirts, by the way. Yeah. They do. Yeah. Uh, in 1998, the first Harley-Davidson factory outside the U.S. opened in Brazil, uh, taking advantage of the free economic zone there. And uh, Harley-Davidson is the oldest original social network in the world. Th- these guys are wow. on chat boxes. When the internet first started up, these guys were all on it way in advance of everybody else. Talking about they the, were always a social club. You, you bought Davidson. a Harley Davidson. Listen, these guys tattoo 
the Holly Davidson logo on their body. Yes. What kind of marketing and promotion goes on it's that awesome. makes somebody tattoo the name of their product yeah. on, on their bodies? Really yeah. unbelievable if you yeah. think about what goes on. Uh, one thing that the company has always done, which I find fascinating, is they control their inventory very strictly using what they call the just-in-time system. They build the bikes just in time for them to be purchased so they don't have any overstock. Yeah, they never One of the reasons why yeah. Harley-Davidson motorcycles tend to increase in value over time because they didn't have a ton of the extra models kicking around. They sold the exact amount that they made, yeah. and that's it. So each run is a special edition, so to speak. Very interesting. Yeah. Yes. These guys are... I, 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 uh, and a lot of people into marketing and promotion stuff look at Harley-Davidson... And some of it is just sheer luck. I mean, how, how does somebody create that? Because it's been tried to be recreated by people in all kinds of different different industries to end up getting people that into it. But notice all the shirts. I mean, yeah. these yeah. guys drive Holly Davidson. They wear Holly Davidson clothing. And when they're not driving a motorcycle, they're wearing Holly Davidson clothing. I believe they sell more clothing than they sell um, of motorcycles themselves. Well, I would imagine it's a lot easier to sell a twenty-dollar T-shirt than a twenty-thousand-dollar Harley. Yeah, but you got to sell an awful lot of T-shirts to sell, you know, what you would have sold on, on uh, twenty-dollar. Um, what am I looking at? Oh, are we going to bring him on? Yeah, we're going to bring him on. All right. So this is John, the Grand Poobah of Shed Night, and I hear you talk about Shed Night all the time. But uh, his his real gig is not Shed Night. That's not what... Well, that's not what, true. That's really? not true. <laughs> it's not what he's most known for, I would imagine. Flip that yep, flip it, that mic to the front. There you go. It's Disturbed <laughs> Customs. That's correct. So, hi, John. How's it going, guys? I've been hearing so much about Shed Night, <laughs> but it's really Disturbed Customs. Is what? Custom motorcycles? Well, it's mostly uh, a machine shop. I, I got a small... It started off as a hobby. Yeah. Uh, just getting involved with some race bikes. I used to race motocross and flat track and... When I was flat tracking, you couldn't buy parts. You had, everything was kind of custom back when I was doing it. So if you wanted a, a new brake, you had to build the part for it. Ah. So I started doing my own bikes, and then guys started seeing me making my parts, and I started making parts for other guys. And so it started off as a hobby using my father's machine shop. And over time, I just started doing it on the weekends. And you should see his basement, man. He has this thing called the CNC machine. And just to be able to program this thing, it's hours and hours, not to mention years of learning how to do it, but he can put a part right in, and the machine knows how deep to go and where to go, and knows when it needs a new bit. It's crazy. Yeah, that saved me a lot of time. The old time, the old days, I used to have to turn handles and set up fixtures and rotate parts, and nowadays yeah. I just you know do it all on the computer, and it, it allows me to make some more complex parts. It's been a lot of fun. That's what I do uh, as a full-time day gig. I I'm a mechanical engineer, and I do CNC programming ah, all right. for a big shop. But, um, you know, my passion's always been the bike stuff. And So these are your people? These are my people, yeah. I'd love to be doing more parts. I'd yeah. love to, you know, my majority of my stuff right now has been job shop stuff, just making machine parts for other customers. And um, But, I, you know, I, I certainly love doing the motorcycle yeah. parts. Now, you, you have an invention that I'd like you to t- talk about just a little bit here. Uh What's it? Some kind of roll sheet, or yeah, it's. I, I wish I could call it an invention, but it's basically a, a better product. Right now, there's a thing called a, a route sheet when the guys are racing off-road, dirt biking, and they do like just trail riding, where it's kind of like a, a piece of paper GPS. So they 
they, they'll give you the route, you know, at 2.4 miles, take a right. And yeah. You'll just kind of scroll through this thing through a paper reel. And the ones on the market right now are kind of chintzy and plastic, and yeah, you've got they, one that can handle off-roading. Oh, it's, 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 a, way, it's a way better product. It's, it's more high-end. Uh, they make plastic ones that, you know, you crash once and they break. It's inevitable. You're going to crash. Oh, yeah, you're going to crash. And, and so this one's just a you know, buddy of mine came to me and said, hey, I'd like to come up with something a little bit better. And um, we, we really came up with this nice aluminum housing, you know, high-end machine parts that go together. And it's a real nice package. So I'm trying to make a batch of those and sell those. And, nice. And maybe, maybe that will be my first product. You know? So what do you drive? I drive a Sportster uh, that I made myself. It's, oh, really? It's, oh. It's a rigid, rigid frame. I built the frame. Okay. Um, my, now, my, the real story isn't that you just build a Roadster. You, you had a Harley. Well, yeah, as my wife says, I had a perfectly good Harley. And you took the engine out <laughs> of the Harley, and you put it on a frame with your fingers crossed that you built yourself. Yes, it was a total learning experience. I mean, years and years of me drawing stuff on CAD, and I didn't even know how to weld when I decided I wanted to build a frame. So I went to some tech school, learned how to weld, and my lovely wife allowed me to buy a welder. And uh, just practiced and started buying a bender and buying all the stock and bending up. I bought enough stock to build two frames. Nice. Thinking I was going to mess up the yeah. first one. And actually, the first one came out great. I've been riding it for about six years now. All right. First and time you entered it into a contest? Yeah. that Took uh, first? That, well, it was a, yeah, I'd love to say that. But the first, uh, what it is, is this guy used to put on a grease bag up in Laconia. And it was all home-built bikes. Guys just, just build home-built stuff and... He picked the top 12 bikes, and I was I was honored to be one of those. First as far as I'm out. concerned, you yeah. took first place. Yeah, first does. time out. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Jonathan tells us on the radio show each week, he, not each week, but each time. Last Friday once a month, of the month, yeah. That he comes back and, oh, you know, it's a Saturday radio show. Yeah. He comes back, and it's even before the show starts, it's shed night. Oh, my God, shed night last night. I go, so you guys sit in the shed and you shoot the crap. So much more oh, than that. Oh, we made um, uh, tuna. tuna oh, and, yeah, this and guy, yeah. Thing. And, I, and I'm like, kind of like feminine-type food and things. I go, what the hell? <laughs> no, no, no. And then we see you, and you're far from him. <laughs> yeah, so, he's, he's himself. Yeah. He's totally himself. I am myself. But you guys put up with him, so that's very nice hey, of you. you know, he's always been great. He's always been a really good friend. But, um, yeah, the Shed Night thing, I always wanted to have this huge machine shop, big, big, big shop. And I figured once a month I'd open the doors and push a couple of bikes out of the way and just have guys come over, you know, and help themselves to whatever I got there. And uh, that wasn't going to happen right now. So yeah. I built a shed last year, and I decided to have Shed Night. And it's, <laughs> it's really just an excuse to not think about mowing the lawn, fixing the broken windows, doing a job. I just forces me to sit down, have a nice cigar, have some friends over. How big is the shed? It's a 12 by 20. Okay. And it's almost a, can, a garage. Can you fit a radio show in it? We could fit a radio. We'd love to have it. Really? You. We'd love so, to so have it. So let's you. do that. Let's, next shed night, which is on a Friday, yep. we'll, we'll go there, we'll tape a show. Nice. We can't do it live because it's Saturday. Well, Not that, that every radio station is broadcasting us live, <laughs> but that's a whole other story. That would be an honor. Yeah, okay. We're going to do shed now, night. Now, don't nights. expect much. I mean, it is just hanging out. I don't. My whole rule is, like, I don't, I'm not catering a party. I don't want to make it a chore yeah. for me. Yeah. It's just, you know, Friday afternoon, I bring a couple of lights out, drag the grill, and we just I pack now, a cooler. And Something keep... you have to know about John, he doesn't do anything small. He, he plays it down like, oh, it's just shed night. When I first met him, I was getting into riding dirt bikes and stuff. So he was a great resource. I'd bring my bike over when I broke it every day, and he'd, he'd help me fix it. 
And next thing I know, he's got a, uh, a full-size backhoe in his backyard, and he's building a track because his kids were getting into it. So he has a full-on dirt track in his backyard with jumps, tabletops, you name it, berms. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. <laughs> That's it. That's how you, you like to roll anyway, right? Absolutely. Overdo it. I mean, we're a cigar <laughs> shop with a monster truck, 100 motorcycles, <laughs> and a freaking DeLorean again. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cigar shop. What does that have to do with anything? And the same deal, right? No, that's absolutely. it. If you're going to do it, you're going to go all the way, right, that, Chuck Morrison? That, that's it, Make man. some mountains move. All right, we're going to go to break. Uh, disturb Customs, if somebody wants to do business with you, how do they get a hold of you? Uh, b- uh, best way is um, probably disturbed underscore customs at yahoo.com. Disturbed underscore customs, customs at yahoo.com. Yes. Just get a hold of you and yeah, say this. I'd the- be happy to. Yeah, I'm working on trying to get a website and stuff, but but in the short term, they can certainly email me, and I'd love to talk about a project they have. And um, All right, there's yeah, somebody top, out there looking for something. notch work, I can, I can say, because he's done stuff for me before. I've come to him with some crazy ideas and said, I need this worked out, and he always sits down and he figures it out, and the stuff that he does is awesome. Okay, when we come back, gentlemen, Chuck Morris tells us how to be more debonair, and also we have social media, so stick around, everybody. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Nashua, New Hampshire. This is the Smoke and Bike Run, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. Cigar store sounds. Can you guess what this is? You think you got it? Okay. Do you know what this is? Now for the cigar. What do you think of this cigar? I'm lighting up a Lagiana Havana cigar. The Lagiana Havana natural cigars are. Oh yeah. So smooth. And oh yeah, the Maduro version is a bit beefed up. But oh yeah, they're delicious too. When asked what my favorite cigar is, I always say it's La Giana Havana. Oh yeah. In 1962, the U.S. signed the embargo, pronouncing all Cuban products illegal and un-American. For almost 50 years, the U.S. was without a comparable substitute. In 2011, the Cigar Agency releases Ortsak Bulletproof 1962, a Dominican handmade cigar designed to go head-to-head against Castro and his infamous cigars. Today, the Cigar Agency commissioned Hendrik Keltner's A-Team to bring you Ortsak Bulletproof. In the cigar world, the forbidden fruit is Castro's Cuban cigars. The fact is, the moment you light your first Cuban cigar is the moment you've been had. If you're looking for a cigar that delivers construction, draw and price, maybe this time you should try an Ortsak Bulletproof. With the introduction of Ortsak, everything Castro was now backwards. Ortsak is Castro spelled backwards. Ortsak is what you expect a good Cuban cigar to taste like. Only better. It is the cigar of the year. The new Ortsak Bulletproof 1962. Reigniting passion in the world of premium cigars and redefining who we are as cigar smokers and Americans. Castro hates Ortsak, but you will love them. Hi, this is Jonathan. Jonathan, this is Losers Anonymous. Please don't give out your full name. It's anonymous. 
What seems to be the problem? I just can't stop buying trashy cigars on the Internet. I keep getting these offers for this crap, and I just can't stop buying it. My humidor is filled with this junk, and I can't even smoke it. That's insane. Why do you keep doing the same thing over and over and expect something different? It's the pictures. They look so good, but the cigars are always terrible. I guess they are seconds for a reason, huh? I guess so, Jonathan, but just stop the insanity. I can't. I just can't pass up a deal. It's no deal if the cigars are bad, is it? You're right, but... But nothing. You may not be a loser, Jonathan. You might just be stupid, but I have an option for you. It's cartel. Hey, I might be a loser. I may even be stupid, but I'm a law-abiding, cigar-smoking citizen. I'm not getting into anything that's illegal. No, Cartel isn't Cuban or anything illegal in any way. Cartel is an affordable cigar brand. It's something that competes with those closeout brands, but it's no closeout. It's a very affordable brand, Jonathan, out of Colombia, and it's a great everyday cigar for very little money. Don't be stupid. Smoke Cartel. Cartel cigars are handmade cigars out of Colombia for a little over a buck a stick. Don't be stupid. Don't be Jonathan. Smoke Cartel. He reads the dictionary just for fun. He finds the minutiae of tax preparation enthralling. Years ago, at an open mic night, he was paid just to leave. He is the only man to win a staring contest with the Statue of Liberty. He is so uninteresting to women, he was forced to open a cigar shop to sell to men. He's not even a legend in his own mind. He finds himself boring. His family barely pays attention to him, and his mother refers to him as, Hey you, he is David Garofalo, the least interesting man in the cigar world. Not since Zeno Davidoff has a cigar retailer had a brand named after him. The man himself may be a bore, but the cigar isn't. Garofalo is a premium handmade luxury cigar using U.S. shade wrapper and a blend of Nicaraguan fillers and binder. Complex and very interesting. Garofalo may be the most interesting cigar in the world. It once won a longest ash contest without even being lit. You don't light a Garofalo, it lights you. Its flavor expands on your palate faster than the universe. It has been said that this cigar would be phenomenal as a Maduro, except it's perfect as it is. I always smoke cigars, and when I do, I prefer Garofalo. Keep smoking Garofalo, my friends. We're here asking people from all around the world what they think about Equilibrium cigars. Let's hear from cigar smokers on the golf course in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, what they think of the new Equilibrium cigars. Mm, mm. How about outside this biker bar in Sturgis, South Dakota, what they think of the new, well-balanced Equilibrium cigars? Mm. Next, let's see what race car drivers in Indianapolis, Indiana, think of the new, well-balanced and medium-bodied taste of Equilibrium brand cigars. Mm. Now, how about this mime troupe from New York City, New York? How about what a famous cigar-smoking movie star thinks of the new medium-bodied, tasty, and well-balanced Equilibrium cigars? Smoke it once, and you'll be back. Mmm. How about this monster over here? What does he think of the new medium-bodied, tasty, and well-balanced Equilibrium cigars? Mmm. You're incorrigible. Equilibrium cigars, a new, well-balanced, medium-bodied cigar that everyone can enjoy. 
we're back live from Two Guys Smoke Shop, Smoking Calendar Run, 100 motorcycles out here. The music you hear behind us is Outburst. And um, the lead singer, I guess, was on that TV show, The Voice. Yeah. Uh, finalist in The Voice and uh, a local band here from Nashville, New Hampshire. Uh, the Pit Girls are here. That's the pit, pitgirls.com if you want to see what we see. Pitgirls.com. And those are the girls that will be on the motorcycles doing the photo shoots. And uh, right now what they're doing is judging these 100 motorcycles and trying to pick the best 12 motorcycles out. And then they'll have uh, different pictures with the different uh, girls on the motorcycles. I wouldn't even know how to judge a motorcycle. Like, what makes a motorcycle good or cool bad? Looking. Or... Cool looking. Cool. How's it cool look? looking? I know. They're all good. And uh, they take care of them. I mean, you know they... they're not going to pick the ice cream one either. I wanted the ice cream one to win last year. It didn't make it. I said, this, my tr- I, I thought I got a, a vote last year. You should year. have a vote. I think I had a vote last you year. You should count for 10 votes. But anyway, the, the ice cream truck is a, is a motorcycle, cool-looking motorcycle, but just like a, a hitch on the back of it, yeah. behind it is a motorcycle, is a um, cart. Um, with a generator. With, with and a, a freezer ice, in it. With ice cream. And she sells ice cream bars out of it. It's awesome. What better f- motorcycle than that? You know, you drive around, and I feel like an ice cream. You get out, get off, and just you go right in your, your refrigerator. Now the sun is shining. I could yes, go for sun, an ice cream right the now. The sun is out, finally. Amen. Woo. Did it make the calendar? It did not. No. Did so not it did not only did it not win, it didn't even make the calendar. Right. It has to win. It has to be, you know, they picked the top 12, and that's ah. who make the calendar. So it didn't make it. Uh, it was my choice, but I don't know if I had a, a vote. I think I did. Obviously not. I, no, but my vote didn't win. You Your know. vote should be like 100. That's what I said. <laughs> yeah. And you that hear motorcycles loud. in the background. They're loud. Wait till you, That guy's you, mad he didn't win. You he think that's out. loud? Wait till that monster truck oh, uh, li- yeah. uh, gets lit up. Absolutely God. ridiculous. And boy, it gets attention. It does. Yeah. That's the whole idea. We're trying to get attention over here. Come in. Have a good time. Get, grab a cigar. Uh, walk around, look at the motorcycle, smoke a cigar, have a good time. Uh, and right a few steps away from us is the entrance into Two Guys Smoke Shop. With his, Coincidentally, yeah. we just happen to have <laughs> a cigar shop right here. Happens right? to be a motorcycle hanging from a crane. So, uh, But when you do it, you uh, even though these guys are big biker-type guys, they are gentlemanlike. They are, they are always gentlemanlike, and uh, so is Chuck Morrison. So here he is, enjoying life to the fullest. It's important to be a gentleman. How to be more debonair and more gentlemanlike is Chuck Morrison. You need a gentleman. Gentleman. I'm a gentleman. You need a gentleman. <laughs> you wouldn't want to call me gentleman. Ladies, fasten your seatbelts. Switch on your electronic devices and pump up the volume. You need a gentleman? And this is The Gentleman's Way, brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Debonair Cigars provide its clients with suspension of reality. Time spent smoking at Debonair could never be subtracted from one's life. Gentlemen, Mr. Jonathan, gentlemen, Dave Garofalo, I'm calling out Gentleman Tom Brady on today's Gentleman's Way. All right. He lost his composure on Thursday night's game by dealing with defective and ineffective Wide receivers. Showing you saw his, that. You saw his emotions, uh, perhaps, on screen, yelling at his receivers. And while it's good to, you know, criticize when, when others are not performing up to their responsibilities and duties, there is a notion of having integrity when in the spotlight. In other words, to compose your your, your composure, to compose your, your, uh, your mannerisms when in the spotlight. You've always heard that integrity is kind of the definition of it's what you do when no one's looking. Well, in a situation where you have the entire world or a majority of the world 
viewing you and being in a stressful situation, a true leader should do his best and her best to compose yourself and to be more effective. After the game, I heard, uh, overheard a conversation with Coach Bill Belichick talking to Brady about this very subject to say, listen, Tom, you had every right to get annoyed, but this camera's on you. Have some composure. Be the leader that you are. When it's time to criticize, it's behind the doors, not in front of public. Yes, they deserved it, but when you're in the spotlight, if you want to say something, just do it a little more gentlemanly, if you will. And he said that word, and that's why I wanted to bring that here on The Gentleman's Way, brought to you by Debonair Cigars. Just to remind you that when you're in that spotlight, when others are looking to maintain yourself as best as possible, no one knows better than here on The Cigar Authority on dealing with stress. We've all had probably the last most most stressful weeks over the last two weeks than anyone possible, but... uh, you know, we compose ourselves, we deal with it in a gentleman way to, to communicate, communicate our point effectively, but to also maintain the point. So it's just a reminder that stay cool, stay calm, still get your point across, but when it's time to yell, when it's time to screen, do it behind closed doors. i got to work on that. What a tough situation for Tom, though. He's in the middle of trying to win a football game, and his receivers did not. I mean, I, I don't watch football often. I happen to be home Thursday night, and I watch the game. And I was thinking to myself, he actually did look like he had more composure than I would have had. Yeah. I, I mean, you, the cameras but are less than he usually has. <laughs> he needed yeah. he needed to whip them into shape quick because they just balls are dropping in their hands and nothing. Right. But they still win. They still win. Remarkably, they still win. Now, he didn't compose himself well. He could have been more gentlemanlike. After he made that mistake, what is the next move at this point? So he's not gentlemanlike. Do you actually go apologize to them? Yo, no, no. I would not recommend the apology. I would recommend just sometimes it just takes that eye contact to communicate your point with words not even being spoken where after this game we're going to talk. No, I mean, after you mess up, though, yeah. should, he, should he go to those receivers? He should have, he should, his composure of leadership for what he's accomplished, it should just take that one deathly stare in the eyes to communicate his point like, you effed up, don't let it happen again, we're going to have strong words after this game. But when he when he when he did when he messed up and he didn't deliver it the proper way on camera, does he go to those guys afterwards and say, "All right, let's or talk does about he do, this"? Or do he does national during the press conference <laughs> after and say, well, they, "Listen, I got very stressed out. Yeah. It was very annoying and stuff." And to my team, I'm sorry I blew up, but yeah. they asked. got to get it. To, yeah, oh, really? Oh, yeah. The question was asked. You know, every every after every game, the quarterback is basically uh, mandated to speak to the media. That's part of their contractual obligation. To, to come to that podium after terrible losses, after accomplished wins. You still have to come to that podium and face the face the tides, if you will. And someone asked him directly, Tom, you're known as a tremendous leader in this league on and off the field. What happened on the field there? It looks like you lost your, your, your composure. What do you have to say to that in terms of leadership? And he said, you guys are right. I completely lost it. That's not the leader I want to convey. I have to work on that. Coach and I had a conversation. I talked to the players. I need to do a better job to maintain myself to not allow that fluster to affect our game, which it certainly did. One sure. thing I can say for David, I've seen him in the fire before where, where stuff hits the fan, and that's not when he loses it. He, you do do a good job of keeping your composure and not losing yeah, your people. mind. You do. And then after it's all said and done, it just takes one little thing or a paper clips out of place, and then you lose your mind. <laughs> but in the fire, you actually you are a very good leader that way. And it's why so many guys have uh, stuck with you for so long. That's right. But, but I disagree. I'm bad. I, I, I need a lot of work when it comes to this. There's, there's lots of little things. Listen, I'm, we're in a cigar business. It's not a matter of life and death. We sell cigars for a living. But when stuff goes wrong, man, it drives me crazy. And I and I lose it. And i got to calm it down. i got to. Well, there's a time you, you don't want to. You don't want to dissipate that energy because yeah. sometimes that point needs to be made where there has to be some aggression to your communication. The point that was made with this with this situation was when you're in front of millions of yeah. people in an audience, 
it's not your time to lose your cool. Maintain that cool. You're fuming inside. Have that conversation off the field where there's no cameras, where you're amongst your peers to yeah. say, you effed up. Do not let that happen again. Use the words yeah. that you would have done in, in but, public like but that. But you wanted to, whatever's going wrong, you wanted to stop at that moment. Right. I can't talk to you after. I needed to stop right now. Right. So that's where Maybe you work on the death stare. Yeah, like, I got to work yeah, the on the like saying. Or I got to have some sort of signal of, you know, touching my lip or something. To, right. You know, this means I'm, I'm oh. closing my lips right now, but I want to scream at you. We can, see the, we can see the vein throbbing. Yeah. Well, see, a okay. lot of people, they see Brady in that public spotlight, smiling, happy-go-lucky. I'll tell you guys, he's very much different in the real world. He's very... Um, intense, I bet. He's very intense. It, so, it just takes that one look. And so will you, will you travel back with him that night? Uh, well, after the game, I mean, I have all these responsibilities. So I'm inside the locker room, and I'm seeing him having, you know, close, intimate conversations yeah, 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 yeah. where there's no media allowed that are allowed to film or record or ask questions during that period. And he's a different guy, yeah, you know, yeah, but yeah. the game face is on. Yeah, yeah. And like Jonathan just alluded to, it's just that one look. I mean, sometimes, even before a game, you're like, hey, Tom, he won't even say hi back to you. Not that he's being a jerk. Oh, he's in the zone. He's in the zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just look at you like, you're talking to me? Yeah, That's pretty cool. There's so much going on for him, all the plays he's got to remember. And you do. I feel a little bit for those receivers that they have to remember so many plays and so many different commands and calls. And he does it this way, it means one thing. He does it that way, it means another. Hey, it's time to take a look at the social media segment brought to you by Recluse Cigars, the cigar that was built on social media. All Recluse Cigars go through eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years to guarantee you balanced flavor. Try a recluse cigar today. Okay, these are the best tweets I saw all week. Are you ready? An elevator can never break. It can only become stairs. A waffle is like a pancake with a syrup trap. Nice. It's true. If you really want something in life, you have to work for it. Now quiet. I'm about they're about to announce the lottery winners. Nice. If at first you don't succeed, do it the way your wife told you to do it. <laughs> and the number one tweet I saw all week, when I die, I want to go peacefully like my grandfather did in his sleep, not screaming like the passenger in the car. And that is the social media tweet. Today's social media brought to you by Recluse Cigars, rolled in two bar. The old Cuban way for an effortless and perfect draw. Every time. Every, Every time. time. Every time. So uh, we're going to have those folks coming up. We're 11 days away from uh, all the cigar celebrities coming up for the uh, anniversary party. Two guys, 28th anniversary party. We're giving away this DeLorean right next to us. Everybody's coming in during the week. One person that will be missed this week uh, that's that's not coming in is Jose Blanco. Jose Blanco from CYB, Hoya de Nicaragua Cigars, because... uh, Last week, as we were doing the show, and I know we got some uh, people that were, were typing in the chat box, and yeah. I didn't respond to it because I didn't have any information, and I didn't know it was out there for people to, to right. obviously it was, uh, that Jose Blanco left Hoya de Nicaragua. And uh, it really got me to think, what is going on um, with, of all people, Drew Estates? Drew Estates is the distributor of Hoya de Nicaragua. We are right before the trade show, just uh, one month ago, Steve Saka, the president of Drew Estates, left Drew Estates, announced his retirement, and uh, did not uh, have anything to do with it. It was over. We had uh, Steve Saka on the show, and he said, oh, it was just time. And then uh, where Jose Blanco, uh, less than two years ago, 
left Miami Cigar and went with Hoya to Nicaragua less than two years later. Wow. He packed his bags from the Dominican Republic, moved him and his wife. They had a baby since, yep. and they moved to Nicaragua. He's been doing a lot of traveling, doing doing his events. We had him up to shop ourselves. Yeah. And uh, without any, uh, you know. Warning, nothing. Nothing. Um, he said, no, no, everything's fine. I'm just leaving, and I am going to stay in the cigar business. I have no non-compete, which Steve does have a non-compete, so he has a few yep. years to wait before he can make a move. Uh, supposedly, we're going to be hearing from uh, Jose Blanco soon as where he's going. My question is, and I know nothing about it, but my question is, is something going on over there? Huh. What is happening? It's interesting. It's you know, interesting. When, when two major players... And these are not just major players just for Drew Estate. These are major players in the cigar industry. Right. And they both pack it up a month away from each other. It makes you wonder. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't know what's going on. And um, he... Uh, and there's no one that we can ask, really, because no one wants to give up the scoop if there was a problem. No yeah, one's and, there may not, and there may not be. It's just uh, coincidence. Maybe not. I don't know. Um, uh, I know Jose is in uh, China. Uh I believe he went to China. Jose Blanco went to China. Yes, because one of the reasons that I that I heard uh, of his leaving was that the traveling was too much for him. Yeah, and then he went so to- he travels to the furthest possible place yeah. you can go as soon as he retires. And doing uh, cigar symposiums and stuff in China. He's the guy to do them too. Yes, wow. but for really who? knows his stuff. For who? Yeah, that would be the interesting question. The sixty-four million dollar question. Who can we ask? I can ask him, but I wait till he gets back. <laughs> it's an expensive call to China. Yeah. Right. Skype, man. Uh, no, I just, uh, I'm curious, and I, I didn't respond. I, I hope to get a scoop before uh, the show this week and see what's going on. But obviously, as soon as I. Uh, we got our second uh, contender there oh. picking and choosing his shots on the pinata. Well, they, you know what they're doing? They're hitting the plastic body on yeah. the. What is that, a Suzuki motorcycle? That's a Suzuki rice rocket right there. And uh, they they get a uh, they got a a bat and they have pipes and stuff and you pay a few bucks or something and you take your aggressions out on the motorcycle nice. as a pinata there it is spinning around and uh, seeing who's next pretty awesome no that's just, we all deserve it sir <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah uh, interesting uh, we we have the uh, pitgirls.com uh, right across from us they're set up over here they uh, have t-shirts and stuff for sale about the event um, everybody taking pictures of the uh, Toasaurus uh, Rex W R E X true to form for parking a monster truck in that particular spot it is stopping traffic people are literally wondering what is going oh, on they, I, I said no but they're bringing them anyway because no means yes one more please oh no thank you this is a, a whoopie pie no thank you this is a homemade whoopie pie this is no uh, crap filling you want to touch taste the filling alright I'll taste the filling because I already did really. wow that's yeah. good. Be honest. That's a party. All right, I'm gonna take we it. haven't got a flavor yet from you, buddy. Oh, I yeah. Know. You know what? I'm, what I'm realizing, because I've been trying to think about a flavor, I'm too stressed out to taste anything but smoke. <laughs> well, I have some uh, delicious, delicious. I do have a, a citrusy taste in this. Other people would uh, assume it was a uh, black pepper type of taste on the, in, the all, cigar, on the, uh, in the cigar. Yeah. In, in the aging room Maduro. Um, I really expected to be stronger than it was. I was afraid of the cigar. It's nothing to be afraid of. It is on the upper end of medium. Uh, this is a this is an important lesson for people that listen to the Cigar Authority because Dave and I are professed wimps when it comes to full-bodied stuff. 
Uh, I'm not a huge fan of it. I, I tend to shy away from Maduro, but as the buyer, I have to do something that most consumers wouldn't do. I have to smoke everything. And at least five times a week, I get samples that come in, express mail, would you please try the cigar? And some of them are so strong. Yeah. And some of them look like they're going to be strong, and they end up being great cigars, and I'm glad that I tried them. So as a consumer, the lesson would be don't judge a book by its cover. Right. We, we had an ugly cigar come in from, from a friend. Yes. Chris Bates out of Florida was somewhere. He says, my God, I tried the cigar. He sent me four of them. He bought them and sent it to me. He says, do you know about the cigar or anything? He said, really, try it and see what you think. And I, it's a, the stupidest, ugliest band on yeah. it. And even looking at the outside wrapper of it, I go, oh, jeez. It was almost binder. Delicious. But it was delicious. Really? Yeah, you really can't judge a book by its cover. You have to go in there and you got to try it. Ask your local tobacconist for their advice. If you're someone who gets sick on full-bodied cigars, stay away from the full-bodied stuff for the most part. But don't just be don't just be scared because a cigar has a dark wrapper on it. Don't be scared to ask. It doesn't. You, the tobacconist isn't going to think. Thank you. And a napkin too. Aren't wow. you nice? Um, asking a tobacconist a question doesn't make you stupid. Not asking the question makes you stupid. Right. Not asking something you've never had before. She said, I never tried this before. What's the taste profile of this? Uh, how strong is it? This, this, this. Maybe we can come up with some sort of uh, little sticker that goes on a box of what we think. Uh, almost like a, you know, because people feel funny about asking. Yeah. You know, we're telling you to ask, but some people are just shy and they're not going to do it. A, a little helping hand out there. And you know what? It has to, it can't be the manufacturer doing it. It would have to be the store owner doing it for everything so that everything is, is judged by, a, a, you know, stronger than this or yeah. not that. Because unfortunately, a lot of manufacturers smoke their own stuff. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So they'll say to me, yeah, compared to their profile, you know what? It, it's medium, and it's the strongest knock. You, in, in, you know, I go medium. I go, man, what do you? What else do you consider medium? And they said, well, I only smoke my own stuff. So I had a conversation with a customer this week, and uh, I was working in the Salem shop, which I love, by the way. I was dreading it a little bit going and working there on Thursdays. I love it. It's awesome. Uh, so I have a conversation with this guy, and I'm, I'm introducing him to a couple different cigars, and he stops me and he goes. Only show me cigars with Nick, with uh, Dominican tobacco in it. And I go, that's the oddest thing I've ever heard. Why? <laughs> you only smoke cigars from the Dominican Republic? That's right. I only smoke cigars from the Dominican Republic. And then he says the funniest thing. Like, you know that cigar with the two tones? And I go, Cabanetta from Hoya de Nicaragua? And he goes, yeah. I go, there's no Dominican tobacco in that at <laughs> Hoya all. Hoya de Nicaragua. That's Hoya de Nicaragua. You're smoking <laughs> Nicaragua tobacco. Well, it tastes 100% Dominican. 100% Nicaragua today. Uh, yeah. I go, uh, no, it doesn't. It doesn't taste Dominican at all, but <laughs> I respect your opinion. But of a Hoya de Nicaragua, it is the mildest of, of a Hoya de Nicaragua. It which, is. Which tend to be more too full-bodied for from, from my personal taste. But if I want a Hoya de Nicaragua, Cabernet is the one I would go to. Yes. Yeah. As a customer, I used to buy them by the box. That was one of the few ones I would buy by the box because it was mild and delicious. Yeah. And, and that one, for those that don't know, um, the bottom part is Connecticut Shade and the top part is Maduro. Very, very interesting as it makes that crossover. I'm not talking about barber pole down. Half is, um, I believe the um, the Maduro is actually spread all the way through it, and then the Connecticut shade is in the bottom. Part. I think it's the other way around because way. John Hart was able to take the Maduro tip oh, off yeah, that yeah. one time. Uh, he said it took hours. 
I bought something. I'm going to get into, I think we can do a segment on the show of this. What's Mr. Jonathan unwrapping now? I just bought a steamer so I can start steaming wrappers off, and I'm going to start experimenting with doing different stuff. And, and I you, think, you did that with Padron, and you actually told him, and he was horrified. Horrified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, we the had, look on his face. We had the Cameroon and the Connecticut shade Padron Anniversarios. Really? What, what the hell are you talking about? Well, this is what we did. We showed him pictures of it. How was it? Then he started getting intrigued because yeah. we actually did it, and we liked it. I may do it and send him some and say, try him. He could do it. He could do it himself, but choose not to. Although their 50th anniversary is coming up, so we'll actually have Orlando Padron on uh, in 11 days, too. Um, we, we have interviews with Rocky Patel. We have a lot of things we put in the can from the Rocky Mountain Cigar Festival. So anyway, hey, if you're uh, anywhere in uh, shouting distance and uh, you're looking for something to do this afternoon, make your way down to Two Guys Smoke Shop, 15 Spitbrook Road in Nashville, New Hampshire, in the corner of Spitbrook Road and Daniel Webster Highway. We have a monster truck. We have 100 motorcycles and a DeLorean. We have food. We have a pinata hanging up that's a motorcycle, and we're having a great time here. So be part of it. Come on down. In the meantime, we'll catch you next week uh, as we get ready for our anniversary party. Uh, we'll take a look at Cigar Journal Magazine, just coming out right now. It's got new cigars uh, and whole lots more in there, some great stories. So we'll tell you about that next week. So, so for those in the studios, for Chuck Morrison by our side, for Mr. Jonathan, I am David Garofalo. Thank you so much for listening this week on the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. And when you're smoking your aging room Maduro, always remember to keep the lid end out of your mouth and buy Disturb Custom Parts. Yeah. Hi, this is Rocky Patel, and I'd like to invite you to try our 15th anniversary cigar, this cigar is made at our factory in Esteli, Nicaragua. Rich Habano wrapper from Ecuador, Nicaraguan fillers from our farms in Condega, Esteli, and Jalapa. This cigar delivers a lot of flavor, richness, body, and some spice. I promise you, if you've never tried the 15th anniversary, it's going to deliver all the flavor you ever want in a great, rich cigar. Whitley, can I have your attention for a second? I want to tell you about a fellow named Dave and the fact that I have been buying my cigars from him since 1985 when they first opened up. Two Guys Smoke Shop. Now, Two Guys Smoke Shop have three convenient locations right over the Massachusetts border in tax-free New Hampshire. Now, here's something I bet you didn't know. Two Guys Smoke Shop is America's largest cigar shop and has the largest inventory of cigars anywhere. Wait till you see this place. You're not going to believe it, all right? Now, if you like cigars, you can't find a better place to buy them than at Two Guys Smoke Shop. They're in Salem, New Hampshire, Seabrook, New Hampshire, and their new location in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. It is worth the ride. You can call 888-2-CIGAR-2. That's 888-2-CIGAR-2 or on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. The best place to buy cigars anywhere is Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's Stogie Heaven. With a million choices, it's Stogie.